a time is going to come here where we're really going to regret letting Rich Gallup walk out the door. Um, and he just kind of, I don't know. I don't think he knew how to take that. And, and then that was it, you know, Rich was, which was out. Uh, and so I started hosting the show around that time, but I, I don't know. I never especially wanted to host the podcast. It was a little bit easier to react to the host, uh, than it was to drive the conversation and, uh, you know, be a part of the conversation. So, uh, I did that for as long as it made sense. And then, uh, the same guy I told, uh, Hey, you are undervaluing Rich Gallup, uh, kicked me out of GameSpot, <laughs> um, showed me to HR who, you know, they, they went through whatever they, you know, whatever trumped up garbage they had made up to not make it seem like wrongful termination. Um, and you know, then I was out and, and, to me, the stuff that I missed, it was, the, it was the podcast. It was doing that podcast. It was, you know, cause it was fun. It was, it was, it was free form uh, enough, uh, to where, you know, you're just, you're kind of just reacting to stuff. You're in the moment. You're, you're just kind of making it happen. And to me, that was the most fun part about the podcast and doing anything live, like, like on the spot and stuff like that. So, um, you know, if some months later when, when we were working with, uh, Digital Commons, the company that would become Whiskey Media. Um, you know, it was, it was easy to sit there, uh, with Ryan and say, Hey, here's the, here are the two things about working at GameSpot that weren't a fucking grind that we, that we didn't, that we, that we hadn't really started to actively dislike. And it was a podcast and, you know, that idea of that kind of free formy live type stuff, you know, the, the tech to, to go live on the internet was not, what it is today. Uh, so, you know, that, that took some time. There's still a video. I think it's on our Twitch channel. There's an old video of me like pointing a webcam or I don't even know what it is. Is it a phone? Like I'm I'd be probably not a phone pointing something at a TV on the day that GTA four came out. Um, but anyway, I don't know, you know, we, we podcasted because we had to, like, I felt like I felt like a, a real need to do it. So even before, we had a name for the website even before we had a name for a podcast um, and all that sort of stuff. You know, we, we started a podcast, you know, almost just to keep busy, you know, in a way, you know, because, you know, things were just slowly coming together. And, and, and I want to say that we were collect, we were getting paid. I want to say we were technically employees at that point, but we, we may have actually started that podcast before we had really kind of become uh, you know, part of the crew, part of the Comic Vine, uh, slash, uh, I guess there is no slash. It was Comic Vine and they were building political base. Oh, uh, boom, 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 the, the car site, they had the car site then. And so we started recording, um, arrow pointing down, which was the, that was the, the dumb joke Ryan and I had around the time, um, about a t-shirt business that we wanted to start that was just going to be, um, you know, just whatever dumb fucking phrases and then an arrow pointing down. Uh, so just like a t-shirt that says I'm with stupid, but then the arrow is pointing down, you know, that's, that's the, there are, there were a ton of examples. We actually started 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we started putting, we started doing image macro fucking memes of this shit before they called them memes or image macros. <laughs> um, somewhere there's a, I, I don't know where it went, but but somewhere I, I remember involved around that stuff, like like that kind of the, that specific goof, like the arrow pointing down goof around that same stuff was the. Uh, you can't beat a hundred percent stuff. And so I was, you know, like finding, it was just like, here's a picture of Jay Z and I've written, you can't beat a hundred percent on it. And then emailed that to Ryan and, and got back something else stupid in return. And so he had registered arrow pointing down.com um, with the idea. And, and I don't know how the idea never seemed real in a, like, Hey, we're actually going to start a t-shirt business. Um, it was more just a dumb goof, I think than anything else. And, since he owned the domain, uh, you know, and, and we couldn't, we didn't have a name for what we were doing and we couldn't, we weren't really in a position to say what we were doing, um, either for, uh, you know, political, right? Like we, we, we were, we were joining up with a bunch of other people who were ex CNET uh, and, and we were joining up with someone who was still like the largest shareholder in CNET at the time, because this was before they had been bought by CBS and, they weren't really ready to to be public in a way that said like, "Hey, we're starting all these media brands. We're starting all this stuff uh, in a way that will come, you know, potentially compete with the, the company that he's a shareholder in, or you know, like all this other stuff." So it didn't, you know. So, so we we didn't <laughs> we were really out there saying what we were doing, uh, which was fun. It was fun having that security of like, okay, we kind of know what we're doing next. We're we're in the process of building this thing. We're we're having meetings about what this wiki is going to look like. Um, we're trying to figure out a name and then we're just doing this podcast and we're just kind of doing it and, and having fun and, and fucking around. And, um, you know, we don't really have set email addresses and, you know, we were getting like people, video game people trying to reach out and be like, Hey, where do I send you stuff? Like, I want to, you know, like you guys seem to be doing something. People are talking like, what, do, you know, what do I do? Uh, and, and all that, uh, which, which was nice. You know, you, you, know, you, you expect a certain number of people to just like blow up and, and, and never return your email ever again when you go from the largest video game website in the world to starting a new one. Um, but the circumstances of my departure gave us a very big boost in terms of people being interested in what we were going to do. Um, and we, you know, we, in a way we were very fortunate to have that, uh, I think things would have gone very differently had I just quietly left the company and, and started this thing up. Like, you know, it just wouldn't, it, it wouldn't have been the same. Um, anyway, you know, we, we started doing that podcast and we were recording it out of my house. We recorded the first one, I think over Skype, I think like Ryan was at his place and I was at mine and then we're like, okay, we need to figure out how to hook up two microphones to a thing and record it and pulled out this old Tascam USB mixer that I had and, and plugged in one mic there, but we didn't have enough XLR cables and mics to do it. So we took a rock band mic and put a sock over it. And that was a USB mic that we plugged in for microphone two. And, you know, we, we just kind of did our thing, um, for those early podcasts. And, uh, you know, it was fun. Uh, and, and, you know, I've decided pretty early on that Ryan should be the host, um, mostly because I didn't want to do it. And, uh, you know, I, I was working on a lot of other stuff and, and Ryan kind of needed something <laughs> to occupy his time, honestly. Um, it was like, Hey, you take this, uh, take this, own this, uh, don't, don't 
<laughs> own this. Don't fuck this up. Do this. Uh, and, and so he, he took that on. Um, and, and then that evolved into him kind of just becoming the de facto host for a lot of stuff, uh, in the years ahead, I guess. And, uh, you know, it kind of grew out from there. Uh, we, we were, we were alone downstairs in that Sausalito basement for a good long time. Dave and Koontz and McCurdy and Tatum and all them were, you know, upstairs working on stuff. And, you know, we were just filling out whiteboards full of like, what the fuck are we going to do? And, and, you know, we, we launched our WordPress blog. We announced the name of the site and got that up and, uh, and, and all that. And, and changed the name of the podcast to the giant Bombcast, And I think that was around the time, not long after that, probably is when we changed the music we had, um, stolen. Well, I stolen's a hard, it's stolen's a weird term. Cause I, it's, it's, uh, it's business funk. I think it's specifically business funk two uh, from data chat, which is this long mix of corporate music, corporate training music. You kind of, you can almost look at it as like a good precursor to, uh, some of the future funk vaporwave, you know, like like whatever you want to call it, type stuff. Like it's a similar vibe in a way of of these this long long mix of corporate music, and it was just the opening to that uh, was the original theme, uh, and then we got uh, Phil uh, to do the music. Uh, Phil had been friends with Dave Snyder for a long time. Uh, they were in a Quake Clan back in the day, uh, and and Phil did the music, and he's remixed it a few times in the years since. Um, we're overdue for changing the music again, uh, honestly. Um, and and we were kind of off to the races, you know, but we, we didn't really have a lot of other people, so we kind of would pull, pull in people where it made sense. Um, but, you know, uh, from, from the get-go, you know, it, it wasn't long. I was not in that basement for very long um, before they asked me, like, you know, who's your who do you, who do you want to bring on for this? Like what are the, and, and you know, they were talking about it in a, like what positions do you see this website having? Is it previews editor? Is it, is it, you know, like, like what sort of jobs do you need filled? And I think my response was, uh, this needs to be me, Ryan, Brad and Vinny. Um, and, and Alex, honestly, you know, but <laughs> Alex was done. <laughs> Alex was done with this line of work at the time. Uh, you know, Alex and I had, you know, were commuting together and, I Alex seemed like he was ready to get the fuck out of GameSpot one way or the other, even if this stuff hadn't happened. So I, you know, he, I think he was just looking for a change. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I was uh, I was sad when I, I, I was sad but happy. You know, it was that that thing of just like I, I when when Alex moved east uh, to to go work for Harmonix, it was a bummer. Uh, I, I yeah, I, I miss that dude a lot. Uh, in in that era uh and you know we we brought him back on board uh and and you know him when him and Rory came together to start the movie site and and all that sort of stuff anyway the, the so it was always meant to be those four and and the i remember you know the the business guy being like ah, you know he's just going to hire his fr- you know friends and and you know like we need to think about these as positions and i think Dave Snyder just said like ah you know that's exactly what i did you know, you kind of said like that's exactly what I would do, starting this small thing, uh, is to to try to pull that that team of you know you, the the 
the team of people you know and and can trust and all that sort of stuff. And and that was you know it was it was calculated. Like Vinny was is a, a talented video editor, producer, all that all that stuff. And you know Brad is you know immensely talented. You know like a a great writer and. Uh, had been working in the previews side, so he maintained contacts with the video game industry in a way that, that Ryan and I being more reviews focused did not. And so, you know, it was pretty calculated in terms of like the skill sets of these individuals, but also the chemistry of these individuals. Um, and so we, we brought it together from there and. You know, there were talks over the years about like other people we could bring on. There, there was a while there that I, you know, like if we could have done it, uh, I would have loved to have brought John Carlo on back. You know, not not long after the the start of it, there's some other folks we talked to um, that I guess I'll leave their names out because uh, it just hasn't come up over the years. Uh, so it's not necessarily. I don't know if it's something they would necessarily want out there, but. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's weird, you know. We wanted to just start a podcast and, and a wiki and and do some videos where it made sense. And you know, we were going to be a small team by design, and you know, we were going to try to be more curatorial, which was a fancy way of saying we don't have a staff big enough to cover everything, so we're going to cover the shit we think is cool. Uh. And originally that included music. Originally that included movies. Like there, there was definitely a part of us when we were putting it all together that was just like, oh, you know, we should, we like music more. Like I, I would be happy to talk about music and, and some of this other stuff. Like we should, maybe we should do some of that. But, you know, it was just very easy to fall back into the habits of covering video games. So the music stuff never came along. Um, but we always were trying to approach everything we did from like, here's a thing we're actually interested in or really feel strongly that you should know more about even if it's something we're, we're not saying is great, uh, it's something that like, hey, you, you probably want to know that this big thing is, you know, good or bad or, or, or whatever. Uh, and that was always the idea. Uh, and I think you see the roots of that a little bit more today, weirdly enough. Uh, you know, we, we did that wrestling podcast for a while. Uh, you know, we're, we've been doing this anime thing for... 20 episodes so far um and you know the the way we approach that stuff is like hey this is stuff we're actually interested in doing and we want to do it because we want to do it and we trust that you the audience will want to come along on the ride with us for it and we'll see how it goes you know and and maybe it won't always work out but you know you know we hopefully trust each other as the people on this end of the microphone and the, the people on the other end listening to you know, that we're not going to lead you too far astray here. We're, we're going to try to, you know, make cool shit, uh, in, in ways that, that makes sense. And I, I feel better about that approach. You know, there's obviously no shortage of video game websites out there that are covering a ton of stuff that's not video game related. Um, but I don't know that, that stuff, a lot of it just feels very SEO business focused. Uh, to me. And so we've always tried to do what we do uh, without that being too at the front of our minds. You know, it's like, I, th I think there's some part of us that's like, Oh, you know, this we're still running a business. Like, you know, but at the same time, like, I, I think we trust that, like, Hey, if we, if we get out there and just kind of make 
cool shit around shit that we, uh, you know, like or the stuff that we feel is important and, and all that other stuff, people will get it. People will come along. We don't have to dumb it down. We don't have to sugarcoat it for people. Um, and people will, will understand where we're coming from. And I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I was going to say, and we were right, but I, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's been working out so far. I mean, we made it 10 years. That's something, right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's still, I, I still like the podcast more than, than anything else. They're podcasting generally, you know, more than just about anything else we do. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's where I, that's the thing I'm the most passionate about. I think it's why it's been fun doing some of these other podcasts we've dipped into over the years and, you know, uh, interview type stuff or, or, um, the power bomb cast or all systems, Goku and, and, and that sort of stuff. Just because I, at the end of the day, I, I just, uh, I really like podcasting. I really believe in it. Uh, and, and watching the, the medium of podcasting kind of grow and change and, become a real business, you know, uh, is, ha, has been rewarding and cool. Um, to think that when we first got bought by CBS, we had a head of engineering who told us that the podcast was very expensive because of all the bandwidth and, you know, just like, like, Oh, well, sorry for making something that people want to fucking listen to. I guess my bad. I thought we were in the business of making shit that people like, and then someone else figures out how to make money on it. Right. Uh, and turns out the answer was that we needed to do that part too. <laughs> so, uh, we went out and forged a relationship, uh, with the company that sells our ads and, and turned it from, you know, not only just the most popular thing we do, um, but also like, a, you know, it's, it's a really good, uh, it's a tent pole of our business, you know, whatever, um, you know, it, it's up there. Um, but ultimately, you know, it, it, we couldn't do it without our subscribers. Uh, so I guess in conclusion, I just would want to thank everybody, um, you know, for, for being with us, uh, whether you just signed on or whether you've been with us, uh, since the start, you know, uh, we've got a lot of people in, in both buckets, which is, uh, it's wild. It's, you know, it, it's like on one hand, this still all feels new in a weird way, which is dumb because I was at GameSpot for 11 years. So it's not like, it's not like I was there for 30 years and then here for 10 and that's why it still feels new. I, I don't know, but I guess that's a good thing. This thing still feels new to me. This still thing still feels like something. You know, I still feel like we have an infinite number of directions we can go in and grow in and, 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 and cool shit we can do. Uh, we just got to kind of put our minds to it and figure out what it all looks like and, and then kind of just make it happen, uh, from like a business end or, or, or whatever. Right. But, uh, it feels good. I guess I would say in conclusion, it feels good. Uh, and thanks everybody for for listening or watching. I guess it's a video. It's a video now because why not? It became very easy to stream things on the internet compared to how it was ten years ago. 
So why not point cameras at it? Thanks, everyone. Bombcast.com is the email address. Andrew Kratz from Rochester Hills, Michigan. Using those those compressors. Into this microphone, making some noise. (laughs) Watching all the lights light up. I like the sound of my voice. Red lights, red lights, red lights. We got a hot sale on red lights. Everybody sounds vaguely southern all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> Let's party, y'all. Come on down. Pop a cat. Uh, Rochester Hills, Michigan. Dear Bomb Squad, you're in a fight to the death with you're in the you're in a fight to the death with another man equal to your size. You're offered either an aluminum baseball bat or a six inch non serrated knife. Knowing the other weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent. Which would you choose? My friend Anthony says the knife, but I think he's wrong. Thoughts. Brad Shoemaker. Sorry, weapon of choice. I'm sorry. Six inch serrated knife. Or an aluminum baseball. No, six inch non serrated knife. Non serrated. Uh, or, or aluminum baseball. Aluminum baseball. Oh, the, the bat's got the range. Yeah. Like, you can knock, knock that knife away. How do they, how do they, how do they get close? To, unless they are very skilled uh, at knife fighting. No, nah, man. It's because if you had the knife, you just fucking rush him. And, yeah, you're going to get yeah. hit once with the bat, but you're going to bury that, that knife in that dude, and he's I'll not going to get a second We're going to assume the knife is, like, keep, like super sharp, right? Knife. Let's say the knife is extremely sharp. The knife is extremely sharp. Yeah, I go. With and you're running at him so. streets of rage style, yeah. just knife out, fucking yeah. hustling. Yeah. <laughs> like even if he hits you with the bat, it's not going to knock you away. It's just, you're gonna. You have momentum. You're you gonna swing. Go swing for the arm. But like, but the yeah. swing on the bat though, you got to put so much power behind it to do damage that if you miss. I mean, either of these are kind of like one shot. Like if no, you fu- if, no, 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 no. If you fuck up on the knife or you fuck up on the bat, you're kind of done. But if the knife is sharp enough, all you got to do is get in close, and you do's gonna right. Because you, you can just knock the guy. Over. One shot is gonna uh, getting fucking stabbed is gonna stagger a guy enough to where you can keep stabbing him. Or I'm, I'm gonna, and, and, you yeah, you'll, you'll get hit in the you'll get, you'll take a fucking shoulder shot with the bat or something. So. I'm gonna go with Brad. I'm I, I'm pro bat. Here, in this here, case. I'm gonna go with the knife, and it's because I think the bat is a ranged weapon, but the knife is an in close weapon. So once you get in close, that bat's useless. Think, but that think, knife is. If you close the distance I, really yeah, quickly, I think you guys you guys are way too confident in your ability to put that knife in a sensitive area. I could throw the knife. You want to test me? I'll just go outside. It doesn't have to be a sensitive area. It just has to be an area that that would be enough. I have read too many accounts of people getting stabbed in some crazy high duress, like adrenaline pumping moment. After the fact, saying, like, I didn't even realize I had been stabbed until later. Like... If but the your amount life of, is on the line, you can try that shit off long enough. But the to amount of times yourself. that I have cut myself to the point of freaking myself out cooking, and the amount of times I've hurt myself playing baseball, I'm going to go with a knife. <laughs> yeah, you cook a lot more than you play baseball. And that's the thing. You don't know You could take one good, as long as it's not to your head. You could take one good well, that's what I'm saying, bat is either, anywhere on your body. Either of these scenarios, if I miss with the baseball bat, and if I don't hit you in the right spot with the baseball bat, I'm done. If you're coming at me with a knife and I do connect, yeah, you're done. You're fucked. Like, yeah. either one, it's it's but in I that moment, I, like, I, think it's, I, I think it's a pretty fucking I, slim margin of error. I, think I would just feel more confident in myself with the bat. I think I, I'd feel put, more confident having that range. You have yeah. to put less kinetic energy behind the knife than you do the bat. So, like, you have to... You Dude, have to, if I'm in a fucking, you know, kill or be killed situation... Situation, I am using all of my adrenaline and all of my kinetic energy for any movement I'm doing. So, like, if you're if you're real subtle with the and knife, it doesn't matter after that first fucking swing or stab. Mm, we should test this. Yeah, I don't know how. 
only there was a website for testing technology. Which we can go get like, knife, knife stabbing technology. How much money do you have on you? We go find some dude down like the 60, street. I got like sixty bucks on. All right, thirty bucks. Ten of it goes towards a baseball bat. I mean, I've got a, an aluminum t-ball bat, but that's a lot shorter. So I, I wouldn't want to go with that. I, I would want the full size. We gotta find a really good six inch. Ah, the shorter bat's better because you can. It's easier. Patrick, for you've not weighed in close. on this. What are your thoughts? You're the tiebreaker here. No, I'm, no, I'm with two. the bat. I'm with the bat. You're with the bat. I'm with the bat. Bats I'm win. A, I feel more confident in the swing. The Batman win, as always. I have more experience with a bat. Way less experience with a knife. That's a good point. That's. All I know what I'm gonna do with this bat. Yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna do with this knife. I'm gonna stab you. It's a good point. <laughs> the sharp. And I don't like any. You know what? I don't like any weapon. If you're the person that's coming at me, Vinny. Jesus, you just don't I'm like just like I'm like fuck. I'm. I don't like my chances with either weapon. In I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm with Jeff. You take you take the shot to the rib, then close your arm around the bat, and then you're cutting and off and your hand. Who says yeah. again, yeah. And again and again and again? Oh, if you're not going from yeah. center. Center shot, dude. That's the body. Go for fucking yeah. head. Talk about oh, then you got me. High risk. Yeah, dude. I'm in a knife versus bat situation. <laughs> if, if, you're swinging, if you're risk. swinging high like that, yeah, it's just a bob yeah. and weave game. It's yeah. it's weave out of the way of the bat, duck the bat, and then you're fucked. Oh, well, you better off. You lose that momentum. You're ducking uh, and weaving. You're better off. To, you're, you're better stumbling. off aiming for his leg. No. Yeah. If you can break, if you can break, if you can break his kneecap. Yeah, he's not going to be able to come he after crumbles, you anymore. Yeah, the knife is I useless. I think I think you, if you use the bat and you go for the knee, which you can't bob and weave from, because yeah. that that is a more stationary yeah, object. Yeah. yeah, you take out you take out one of those knees, fight's over. And they're on the ground. And you can, yeah. then you could take his knife and stab him. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff to consider. Like this next email yeah, from Oscar one. in London. Hey guys, just a quick question. If you were required to remove your nose from your face and place on any po different body part, where would you move it to? It can't be anywhere above the neck. This is the new law. What? Does it still function? Hey, it's guys, just a quick yeah. question. If you were required to move your nose off of your face and place it on a different body part, where would you move it to? It can't be anywhere above your neck. This is the new law. So, are you, Part of the law is, does it still function as a nose? Yeah, it's still your nose. So you still smell? Yeah. Okay. Shit. Well, don't put it there. With the butt. Yeah, I don't know. Upside down on my chest. I get it like top of my hand. My hand goes too many places. I don't want to smell. Be but think about it. Yeah, think it. Oh God! Right? Oh. Like, like, if I wanted to like get in close to something to smell it, it's easy. I'm just Every time like, you wipe boop. your ass, you're gonna dip your nose in the well, toilet. Well, put it in your hand. What happens if you got uh, you know break this one or you know? I'm already right-hand dominant, so I'll just put it on the left hand. I barely use that for anything already. It might, this arm might as well wither off. How are you going to explain <laughs> that at parties, though? <laughs> if that's the new law, then everyone would have it. Yeah, then everyone's got fucking hand noses. <laughs> then Coke parties turn into this whole other thing. Oh, God. I didn't think about that. Yep. Yeah, an, an important thing to consider. <laughs> How are you going to behave at cocaine parties now going I'm on forward? Board. It's a lot more subtle, you know. You can just lean on something. It's like, oh, my hand nose over here. Just doing I, God I put work. my hand in my pocket. Oh, uh, but then like, doing pocket. What happens when you have a cold? You wrap gross. your hand in gauze. You wrap oh, your hand in gauze. It's so not gross. even on your face it's anymore. It's way easier to do. Dude, yeah. So, you can wear mittens. You have a cold. <laughs> this is a soggy mitten. This hot new market for <laughs> hand noses. So, like, if you hold your nose, you're just pinching your top of your hand? Well, what's your answer? If you don't like top of the hand... I don't know. I if you've got up. a better solution for I've, this dire new situation I died in. fighting the guy with the bat, so I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I chose poorly. Now I'm dead. Brad Shoemaker. I don't, I don't like this question. That's not the question. 
It's not a valid answer. Put the nose on the end of the baseball bat. <laughs> Distract them. Yeah, get a little more length. Nice. <laughs> Patrick Klepek, thoughts on... I can't think of a better option your, than the hand. Your new body nose. I don't think there's an, a preferable spot on the body. Because I start worrying about it if I put it somewhere too at least too you have obscure. control. Like, because like on, on, on your face, you always know what you're doing with your face. On your hand, you know what you're doing with your hand. I feel like there's way more risk involved. You know what concerns other me areas is of the body. You know how it feels when you take a shot in the nose. Yeah, yeah. that sucks. Yeah, where on your body could you put your nose? See, now that's a good. That's a better question. You don't have to worry about getting hit with something. That's a better question. Or is sitting if, on it if it still has that same sensitivity? Oh, if, if it's what happens still like, when you're when you're holding hands? I would just wear a Bill Lambeer plastic guard <laughs> over my nose to prevent that. <laughs> on from your happening. hand, nose? Yeah. Huh. I mean, you're right. Like, your hand's going to be exposed. You're going to be a lot closer to a lot of things. You are going to be smelling a lot more stuff. I think centered in my chest. But then, but then like, to smell stuff, that, I feel like How that's way more awkward. How would you people? Oh, rub noses with them. All right. Gross. You can smell your food without being so close and eating it. You just have your hand. Right I'd get, you know what I'd do? I'd go get plastic surgery and get it back on my face. It's against the law. I'd go to Brazil. Imagine if you went and got plastic surgery to move it onto the top of your hand right now. Because that's how you would look to everyone else. (laughs) Weirdo. (laughs) Your face nose. Don't judge me. Creep. Would this disconnect to the snot canal that goes between your back of your throat and your nose? Would you call getting a... get rewired. Yeah. Would you call getting your uh, nose fixed a hand job? All right, moving on. I did it. I got off the topic. (laughs) Would you say if I told you that the 2002 GameCube remake of Resident Evil was getting itself remade? That sounds great because everyone loves that game, and I never played it. Yeah, I'm with you actually. I never played the, the GameCube remake. Yeah, My so friend I, brought that over, and it was like the first scary game I had yeah. ever played. And yeah, I got the real crimson, scared. The Crimson Edge would like follow you through shut doors and stuff, right? I remember people uh, saying we that never was got that far. Was scary. Oh, okay. Yeah. It sounds real scary, and I'm looking forward to playing like a newer one with you know non-tank controls. Yeah, they're yeah, so they're they're cleaning up the controls, kind of making that stuff more modern. Um, as far as I can tell, I don't think they came out and said it, but from the kind of like asset uh, sort of samples that they put out, it looks like they're just like re-rendering all those backgrounds again. That's cool. And they already end. looked really good. Yeah. That, yeah, that GameCube one looks great. Yeah, it's just that, that, you know I remember that blowing me away. Right, yeah. it's just that you know obviously that version is standard def, and like you have to hook up a GameCube or whatever to play sure. it at this point. So like the idea that they're uh, they're going back and doing that work and framing it properly for sixteen by nine and all that stuff. I mean, that's, what console's cool? Um, I believe. Let me try to find it. I want to say yes. Uh, PS4, uh, everything. PS4. Wow. Xbox One, PC. PS3, Xbox 360. That's what Capcom's been doing. Yep. Capcom is making a new video game, y'all. <laughs> no, they aren't! <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking up a remake. Uh. <laughs> they remade the game. They made a, like a, like a you know, I'm not a fan of the series, but they yeah. made a beautiful remake yeah. of this beloved classic, yeah. Resident Evil. Right. They re-released it, and people were like, wow, you guys did it. Yep. Well, here we are. They're re- Twelve later, they're, twelve years later. They're remaking their remake, <laughs> and you guys are like, "Fucking yeah!" Oh, this is the end of the world, man. All other things being equal, this thing is kind of cool. It's only in the larger context of the state of Capcom as a company that this becomes 
This be- this thing becomes some kind of like profound meta commentary on this is like the health the, of Capcom, the health of like the of of shopping habits, just like people's ability to just go fuck it, man, and buy, I'll buy it, whatever. <laughs> like this is from top to bottom. You could indict all of consumer culture right here, right now. I'll buy it for third time. This, shoot yeah, it this, my this, veins. yeah, exactly. That this is happening, and that people are yeah. like, yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> like, none of this is okay. It's, it's it is the most Capcom move possible. This is Capcom out Capcoming Capcom. <laughs> I love these screenshots. Look really good. I'm sure it fucking looks awesome. Like whatever people love that GameCube remake. Why not? Except for the part where it's just like the most tragic thing in the world. It's like, what? No. Remember when Capcom used to be a video game company? Real good one. Yeah, one of the best. Oh, they yeah. were like, they were maybe my favorite. 8 and 16-bit era for sure. Yeah. Yeah, top of the top. Now they're rebooting a reboot. <laughs> oh, it's glorious. They should put out that DuckTales remastered again. Should update that. Yeah, I'll press it a little yeah, bit more. Here it is on PS4. They just like I don't know, just like make a polygonal Scrooge McDuck, and everything else is exactly <laughs> the same. But like uh, Thor Odinson. Oh man, yeah. say it again. Yeah, right. Thor Odinson. Is that S E N? No, O N. You say it three times. He's gonna just come down on the table. Hey, somebody come and call us Thor. That's the best Thor voice ever. Hey, everyone, you got the Thor over there? Hey! So what's the matter with you? You call my name three times like that. Oh, you want to you want Thor? I'm fucking Thor. I'm busy. I'm Odin's son. Son? Oh, you wanted the other guy? No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Thor Odinson. Yeah, you need plumbing done. You got you got you got the guy. Well, only Italians can be blown. Zach, what? Is that filled with vodka? I don't know. Hey, you want something to drink that? <laughs> the hollow hammer. <laughs> That's right. With rum and coke. <laughs> you guys doing a podcast? Hey, let me pump the seat. All right, Zach. What are we talking about? <laughs> One of my first times on the Bombcast, uh, we played HQ, which was a big quiz game at the time. I don't think anyone else ever plays it. I certainly don't. Uh, and I discussed how I, uh, I, I I would spam in the chat Abby from Brooklyn in the hopes that Scott uh, would say it. I think the host name is Scott. To be honest, I really have not played or thought about this game in quite a long time. So bringing back some good memories. But anyway, uh, I would... Uh, spam Abby from Brooklyn, which I said on the Bombcast. Uh, and then it kind of got picked up within HQ. Everyone loves a good thing to spam. And for whatever reason, thanks to the Bombcast's grand reach, people started using it. Uh, and this is really one of the first times where in my personal life, I had people being like, are you Abby from Brooklyn? For whatever reason, none of the other uh, things at Giant Bomb really seem to have as much reach but HQ kind of branched out past the video game nerds. So I actually had other people being like, yeah, I I heard that that was you. That's crazy. You're Abby from Brooklyn. And I said, hell yeah, I am. Anyway, thanks, Bombcast. I feel famous now because I was on a, a uh, uh, an internet talk show's chat for a good time. So thank you so much, Bombcast. Congrats to 10 years. And thank you for boosting my brand and making me Truly famous. Hashtag Abby from Brooklyn. Signing out.
these bootlegs wouldn't even say like they might China doesn't care. Yeah, they don't care. So I'm gonna replace it's it. Gonna, I'm gonna start printing shirts, just big block letters. China doesn't care. Frankie say relax style. China doesn't care. They'll mock the clock. Or I guess you know I'll make brevity say China don't care. Yeah, I like that better. Yeah. Uh, Proper. Proper. Sorry. So then, uh, and then as I was looking up the fuses, I started getting heavy into Arduino. <sighs> now you're talking. Uh, what do you want me to make? Everything. You, I want you to everything. No. What do you want? I want you to. I feel like there's too many dangling threads over here. You know, I'm making a self-propelled. I want you to make a ham radio. radio. I want. Yeah. I want to. I want first. Let's finish off the fucking Doomsday Preppers storyline. Okay. Which I feel like. Kind of we started that one. How, did you, it's like watching no, Aaron Sorkin show where you like develop a million building, different building, ideas, building, 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 and then there's going to be one yeah. season that's just the fall. It's just going to be me setting off the end of the world with Arduino, grabbing my bag and contacting everybody on ham radio. So you say you're going to tie all, all this together at some point? Yeah, yeah totally. it all comes back around. Okay, it, it actually does all circle back around. So we are we are going to we're going to get back to the preppers to uh, uh, ham radio. I like to say preparers. I, I don't care. I don't care either. <laughs> Read the shirt. Hey, no fat chicks. Chad, I don't care. That's on the back. Chad, I don't care. No fat chicks. <laughs> I might wear that shirt. I'm gonna have to. Not, I'm gonna have to talk to Cal. What? Fuck that. I'm not paying for that design. I'm just gonna go and write no, it's that. Just, it's just it's yeah, it's in giant in, in impact font. Yellow text on a black shirt. Just <laughs> for whatever reason, I was thinking black text on a pink shirt, like a really right. big, yeah. like three like XL only. Script text on the back. These are shirts that you would find like like a, a Fisherman's Wharf, this, like along with Yolo shirt. This is a shirt that you can only get in three XL. That you want to sell those? That you either yeah, go it's either for a fat shirt. guy or it's for like a girl to wear as like over her bikini. <laughs> Sure, right. at the beach. Right, goes down just above the knee. Just above the yeah, exactly. It's where the other. Yeah. China don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I will not put the no fat chicks on the back. What? Yeah. No. Can that be optional? <laughs> no. I pay more? No. No. I'm not okay with no fat chicks. Uh, I also just love the optics of like China don't care. Like, what is that even? What? China don't care. <laughs> That's right up there with a T-shirt that just says Cuddy don't run on. It. <laughs> Man. I remember the first time I was at a mall and I saw some some dude, some teenaged fella wearing a shirt, black shirt, white text, just big old black letters on the front, just said "Trust no bitch," and I almost died laughing. I thought that was so fucking funny. So I bought a T-shirt about a year ago now uh, that I have not worn because I can't find the right function to wear it to. Yeah, and this T-shirt, I believe it's green with like, well, whatever the, the color is my. The front of the shirt just says, suck my dick, in big letters uh-huh. across the whole shirt. Yeah. And I thought, well, this is great. Clearly, I need to have this. Yes. Goodbye. Good, good get. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I feel great about the purchase. You see that? You're like, put that into the shopping cart. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, mean, I was buying a bunch of other shirts and yep. stuff. I was like, well, I know these. Clearly, yep. this is, I mean, this. But I can't find a place to. Friday. It's the problem. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the ultimate problem with not being in a band. Is you don't have a place to wear a shirt like that. It'd be, yeah, it'd be, you could justify, like, well, I'll buy this. And then we're going to question it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a rap group. Yeah. This is something that I would say in a song. I'll wear this once. People and go, have, I mean, by would, I mean did, yeah. will. Because yeah. at that point, it's a costume. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. You're, you're a dynamic you know, front right. man. You've got to look the part. <sighs> so, yeah, it all circles back around. I'm not saying it's an excuse. I'm saying it's a factor. 
I'm saying sure. You go from seeing a bunch of dudes talking about going to flip a pickup truck to flip like, a pickup truck. I have definitely had enough drinks to where if someone said, like, we're going to go turn this car over. Yeah. Oh, that's not we a good a, idea. We had a party. The, the, one of the parties we had when I was living out in the middle of nowhere, like, one of the parties went real bad. Mm. And uh, there was so the, the road was kind of curved and there were big ditches on either side of the road. We were in a dirt road and a bunch of cars had to park out on the street. And these guys took it upon themselves to, like, there was some dude, I don't know if it was some girl, whatever it was, they decided this dude was a fucking dick, and they went out there and pushed his pickup truck over into the, into the ditch. ditch. Mm. Like, it was already kind of slanted over a little mm. bit. In, it didn't, in, it didn't take much of a push. So it didn't take much of a push. Mm. But but that made a real bad noise. Yeah, probably, yeah. The, yeah the police eventually oh, came were involved. to the party. They were they, not happy. They weren't thrilled about... The they were not thrilled about a lot of things that happened out there, really. But <laughs> like, in gen- like in general, if they knew they, if they were coming out there, yeah, they knew what they were. Like they'd been they there before. They, they knew they knew what they were getting. They would yeah. push the cop car into the ditch. Exactly. Take that. that. Push those car. Push those cops in that ditch. That's right. <laughs> Everything in the ditch. Yep. It's a deep ditch. Starting that of a girl who was at the party had to run and get the baseball bat out from under my bed and run out and like chase people off. The cops? Ooh. No, not the cops. Okay. No, not the cops. Cop looters. Looters. The hell of a night. Someone, uh, it was a month. Found a girl in my closet. I, I so I keep. I, uh, I, uh, Whoa! Like a, I usually keep girls in my closet. You know, uh, the rental service. I had some sort of plastic cup or something full of change. You know, just spare change. Throw it in there. Throw it in there. You know, eventually it fills up or something like that. Found a girl coming out, handful of change. Just digging through just your chains. Like, did she go in for specific? Denomination? Like quarters? No, she was just like walking around looking for fucking shit to steal. <laughs> Find her in my fucking room stealing change. What'd you say? What the, the fuck? Did you, you get the change back? Yeah, I got the change back. Okay. She threw it on the bed and ran. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> like you caught her? Yeah. <laughs> Did you leave the party? I, maybe. <laughs> Not in a position to know? Yeah, I don't know. There were a lot of fucking people. There, there. was a there was a reason that the cops had to show up. There was way, yeah, way, yeah, way, totally, way, totally. way too it was, many there was a lot there. Yeah, there was a lot of like this is the reason we pay for cops. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, exactly. This is you, you well, want... it's sheriffs out there, isn't it? It is. It's it's not incorporated, so yeah, it, it was yeah. County, gotta come after you. Yeah, then the cops raided the house once. And that was just during the day. Oh, that's right. Not a good raid. I wasn't there for that, but I heard bad raid. I heard about that. They thought that, that we were someone else. Oh. They there were there were multiple houses on that property or multiple dwellings on that property. I like the t- I like that term. Yeah, dwelling. dwelling. It's more appropriate. That, imp- that implies a whole lot about what's going on in this neighborhood. Yeah, and I was you I would call it a neighborhood. To, to bring it back around, I was playing Criterion's Burnout Revenge <laughs> on an Xbox with the volume all the way up, and I saw the, someone out of the corner of my eye as I was playing, and I figured it was just some friend of mine. You know, this it's the sort of house where people just walk in. Yeah, you know, sure. everything was unlocked all the time. Like, you know, like, like college dorms, like, totally, like you yeah. Know, yeah, yeah, three four. I was well past college age sure. at this point. For the but the same atmosphere. But when I moved in there, there were college girls living there, so it was okay. right. Um, and out of the side of my vision, I see someone walking in there, a friend of mine, like, turned over there. It's a cop, gun out. Like, <laughs> you know, like, hey. Pointed at you? Yeah. Like, like pointed in my general direction. Jeez. And I'm holding a big black Xbox controller. I just go, ha, set the controller down. Hi. <laughs> Whoa. And they're was looking. It, was it a duke? No, 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 it was not. No, it was. I, I would be dead. If it was, you could take it. I would be dead if it was a duke. He would have seen that and went like, fuck that, and just like pumped me full of shots. Um, And they were looking for uh, someone named Chris who drove a white car. Turns out my roommate was a guy named Chris who drove a white car. Now, 
After the fact, I would learn that one of the guys that lived in one of the other dwellings was a guy named Chris who drove a white car. Mm. And I said, like, yeah, he's yeah, he's here. He should be here somewhere. I think oh, man, so you're, you're ratting out your friend without... I think he's in a room. I think he's in his room. I don't know. So like, well, show us where it is. You know, and, and, you know, I'm, like, walking. They're, like, you know, hands on guns, fucking, like... Ready to go. Ready to go. There's, like, five cops in the house at this point. Um, and they said, like, oh, you know, we saw uh, a gun. They went around back and said, we saw a gun through the sliding glass door, so... We came in. Mm. Uh, it was like a pellet pellet gun or something because you know we, oh. we were doing a lot of dumb shit out there. Uh, so I said like, "This is his room." And they're like, "Well, do you have a key?" He would, like they they went to turn the handle and it was locked. So do you have a key to it? Turns out I did because it used to be my bedroom and I still had a key in my key ring. I said, "Yeah." I, <sighs> Too late now. Yeah, and they were getting ready to kick the door open. I said, "I have a key. I have a key." So they uh, open the door and turns out my roommate is on the phone breaking up with his girlfriend over the phone. <laughs> Quality. Yeah. So he's, you know, like the door is open. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Like, cops gotta go. That was the last thing he said <laughs> to that girl. <laughs> uh, and they drag. Pick on the draw though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some, most people would be like, oh, it. Yeah. Uh, so then they, they got one look at him and said, this is not the person we're looking for. <laughs> and as they're getting ready to leave, like we walk out front, and there's like eight fucking cop cars, oh, multiple geez. jurisdictions parked along the dirt road. And they're like, ha yeah, well, you know, we thought we were, you know, we were looking for the other guy. We got to go. What did, what did they want this guy for? So this guy comes walking in the driveway, or, or as they're all pulling out, he pulls his car <laughs> in. To your driveway? Yeah, because it's where he lived. It was a dirt road, and there, you know, he had to drive past our place to get to his place. Wait, Chris oh. with the white car? Or yeah, Chris other Chris with the white car wow. pulls in. Did you know Cops, him? no. Oh. Never talked to him. They were the hippies that lived out back and were probably doing bad shit, uh-huh. uh, because every 12 hours, the power would dim and come back <laughs> on. Like, there was some huge amount of light somewhere <laughs> in their operation <laughs> that would shut on or, you know, come on or come on. Like, maybe in that big barn in maybe the back. Maybe a huge barn in the back. I don't really big know. Halogen, I don't really some, know. Yeah. Um, just speculate. Not a light scientist or a ghost containment system. Could be that. Oh, Could, yeah. be that. Could be that. They had a lot of bad parties out there, and I didn't like go. Poor quality. No, like like like, like a, little, dang- a little too good. Like dangerous in a totally different way than ours were. Ours were like, like, yours were just irresponsible. Yeah, ours were irresponsible drunk kids, and then like one guy had a pistol, and you know there was like a bunch of fucking dumb shit. Right. Theirs were like. We are experienced mind expanders, and we're gonna hang out in this field all night. And they were all like, like you. They're all like, well, did you hear like howling? They're like half Burning Man, or like laying in a K hole all night. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So wait, this guy pulled in as a cop. Yeah. And so there? They, they fucking just as they were there. Yeah. So they like, clicked oh, him shit. up, threw him in the car, and that was that. <laughs> that was convenient. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So the cops so, left happy. <laughs> three days later. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> right. So three three days later, I'm sitting out on the on the porch on the phone. Uh, and he comes walking in the driveway. Chris with the white car. Yeah, yeah. And he comes with no car this time. Uh, okay. He comes, <laughs> comes walking in. He says, hey, man, sorry about that stuff. Just don't shoplift from the Walmart. That's all I got to yeah, say. Really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Oh, no, really? I guess yeah, they not. really, yeah. that Walmart security will really come down on you yeah. hard. Well, maybe. I don't know. There was a Walmart up the road, and it's technically in a different town, so. Sure. They got to set an example somehow. Huh? Yeah. How else? And then, you know, they're probably pretty bored, and they probably, I don't know. I don't know. Man. Burnout. So, yeah, whenever I think about uh, Criterion's driving games, invariably yeah. that that comes up. So, Most Wanted is in stores now. <laughs> Fantastic. Should have gotten Alex Ward in line. Right. I don't feel that question. Yeah, exactly. So, what what would you do in this situation? Do you know Chris? You know Chris? <laughs> the white car? Yeah, shoplifter. <laughs> <It's> bad news. <laughs>
<laughs> he works in a QA department. Yeah. All right. That, that, that figures. If Chris with the white car isn't in the next burnout, <laughs> I'm going to be really disappointed. Just a name, Chris with the yeah, white just, car. Just, you know, whatever. Anytime there is a AI driver that's in a white car, the license plate says Chris. Yeah. That's just a mission where you're, like, getting a yeah, car. I want, and I, want like, a, I want a mission Come giver. Come here, Chris. Hey, dude, you got to step on it. I just stole, like, three tins of popcorn <laughs> for Walmart. <laughs> Peel out from the big box store. That's yeah. your next mission. Yeah, but it's right. one of those big tins, man. Yeah, the big, like, like yeah. yeah, caramel. And, yeah. Uh, oh, man, I want cheese. I would, I would, I would the three flavor yeah. shit. Tricolor. For sure. What do they call it? I forgot the brand is. Like, the, oh, they're, the they're all kinds of different brands, no physical media. I know. It's so funny. Yeah. UMD. That's what that stood for. Universally useless. Yeah. Man, they should have put a little UMD slot on PS3s. Imagine how rad that would have been. <laughs> kind of rad. They sort of got like it. not not functional, not not a good thing to do, but kind of rad. My uh, one of my one of my friends has a the HD DVD add-on for 360. Yeah. And they officially removed support for it from the new. Whoa! Whoa. Really? Yeah. Wow. You can't fucking watch those movies anymore? Yeah. Holy shit. Why would what the why would they fuck? do that? What yeah. a bunch of assholes. <laughs> That's so stupid. Oh my fucking god. Jeff, you don't have an AC DVD player anymore. I can hook it up to you can hook it up to the PC. Oh, does it still work that way? Yeah, I okay. I don't want to say fucking Windows eight bitch or sit out of Windows eight also. Would would anything play those discs? Uh VLC or anything? You'd have there to are, I don't know, decoder, I don't know right? if VLC would play them, but there is HD DVD player software that you could probably still get. <laughs> Man. And also HD DVD disc ripping software that you could probably of course, you could definitely still get. Why would they do that? I don't know. That's crazy. Maybe supporting it was it never preventing them from... It never happened. Man. Reconned it. They reconned. the look and sound of perfect, you asshole. The idea that like somebody could have gone and spent... Two or three hundred dollars on that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Within the same generation of consoles, can no longer use it. Th that can't be true. That's what my friend said. I mean, check. Your friend is high on dust. I'm gonna. Oh. <laughs> I know where my HD DVD player is. I'm gonna try and plug <laughs> that thing, and I have to know. You're gonna, you're gonna go home tonight and look at that, aren't you? I, maybe. My stupid HD DVD drive died like a fucking year after I got it. So. Hold on. Call my friend right now. Chris, what's up? No, oh, bro, they totally got rid of it, man. I'm on oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put my two donuts in my white car. Uh, we did a lot of donuts out. Yeah, <laughs> behind the barn when he did Do his business. Donuts got did. Yeah, pick up trucks and muddy fields. Oh, ruining the harvest. <laughs> Dust. They weren't doing any of that out of doors. Yeah. The harvest was not happening. They're meth harvesting. <laughs> oh, they couldn't have possibly been running a meth. Well, that's, I don't want to put anything past those dudes. Yeah. Two of them. I would say it was a good meth operation. Real low rent. Very few of them really are. <laughs> that's a fair point. It's an inherent contradiction proper, of the yeah. proper red phosphorus they're disposal. All, they're, all, they're all taking time bombs, right? Right. They're all in Motel 6 rooms. All right, good talk, you guys. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed 3-2 is the one I'm really excited about. <laughs> There'll be another one next fall. So yeah. Do you think they just go back to Assassin's Creed colon something? All right, so uh, I was asked to uh, sort of give my thoughts on Giant Bomb over the years. Uh, it's been 10 years. Obviously, a very big part of my life uh, for part of that. So... I was thinking about it, it's like, what can I talk about? And uh, what I decided was I should talk about every time the giant bomb should have failed. 
because to me, the most amazing thing about Giant Bomb is just that it exists uh, 10 years later. Like, it, it shouldn't, you know, uh, as far as, you know, large websites, all that kind of stuff, the only reason that it works is is because of the community, because of the people that are involved. It's sort of a testament uh, to the best parts of the Internet, the stuff that I like. Uh, and to me, it's it's by far uh, the most thing I've ever worked on. Uh, most fun thing I've ever worked on. Anyway, so here's my list real quick. Uh, it should have failed uh, originally. Uh, if Shelby didn't get pissed, the, the site wouldn't exist. Uh, the fact that you have the founder of a large public company go and uh, decide to hire a person from that company that that uh, – you know, they, that they fired and then go build a rogue website like that just shouldn't happen. Uh, so, you know, kudos to Shelby that, that we all got to build it. Uh, it, it beyond that, it, it should have failed when I built a WordPress site over a weekend uh, and we launched it just said, hey, here's Giant Bomb. Like people should have left by then. Uh, we didn't have that much going on. I think Jeff was right. Like a, a story or two a week. I, I was very surprised that people stuck around uh, at that point. Uh, later, it should have failed when Kuntz and I were doing nothing but drinking, staying up till 11 p.m. and uh, trying to build that website. Uh, you know, there's a funny thing in one of those how to build a bombs where I think Ryan's or Andy's talking about building uh, stuff on some quote unquote Russian uh, server software, which uh, anybody who codes knows that's Nginx. Like that's kind of like a backbone of the Internet right now. Um it should have failed when I sort of, I laugh at this now, but it should have failed when I told Jeff, hey, you know what this site needs? Uh, it needs like uh, video clips of the games. Like we can't exist without video clips. And I think Jeff's big fuck you to me was basically he invented quick looks. And his video clips were basically these one hour long sagas that cost us so much money uh, to host. Uh, but they were immensely popular. Obviously, Jeff, uh, you know, sort of created a, a world with that stuff. Um, you know, the site should have failed when I was writing news for it. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Uh, for some reason, I, I, I thought Giant Bomb needed news. So I would wake up at like six in the morning and rehash every single story that that everybody else was doing, which was uh, probably the least thing that the website needed. Uh, it should have failed uh, when Vinny overworked himself in those early years. Uh, I don't, you know, it, it, probably people, you know, can understand that stuff, but holy shit, did he work hard, uh, especially in those first three years. Like, I can remember just driving back to the office, bringing him food uh, that I was cooking at home, and we'd just sit there and try and jam stuff out. Um, he really is a star, uh, you know, and, and, a, and a real reason why Giant Bomb succeeded. Uh, it should have failed when we were literally trying to build a video streaming website from a technology standpoint. Uh, if you think of what we were doing back then, we were essentially trying to build the back ends of something like YouTube without the upload part. Uh, cost a whole lot of money to do that kind of stuff. People just don't do that anymore. Like you notice people don't do that. It's, it's too hard to do. Uh, it should have failed when we were told to gamify uh, Giant Bomb by our, you know, sort of uh, business pals and 
man, it, we had so much pressure to add like every kind of silly, stupid Facebook thing that was going on uh, at the time, and it just would have destroyed the website. Uh, it should have failed when we signed a bunch of pretty terrible ad deals that both didn't give us a whole lot of money and uh, brought like a whole bunch of bad content. You know, that was kind of our MO that we were getting away from that stuff. And there was a brief time before subscriptions where we were trying that stuff out and yeah, it just didn't work. Um, it should have failed when we launched the subscription stuff. It, it, you know, it, it looks great now, uh, but back in the day, there was actually a lot of conversation about whether that was a quote-unquote old way to monetize a website and whether that uh, would work. I think, obviously, uh, we've seen that that's been sort of the bastion of, of what uh, keeps Giant Bomb, you know, going from like a just a behind the scenes uh, sort of thing. The the way that the community sorts the site, uh, supports the editors, makes sure that the editors have, you know, staying power and, and are able to work and build the type of content they want. Uh, that's something that is extremely rare. You look at every other gaming website, that doesn't exist. Uh, and Giant Bomb, for the most part, uh, originated a lot of those models. Uh, it shouldn't have... Giant Bomb should have failed when we decided not to spend any time on it and instead spend time building other websites around it. Uh, none of them really took off in any way uh, outside of Comic Vine. Um, and, you know, there there could have been other stuff that we could have been doing back then. Uh, it should have failed when we sold to CBS. Uh, you want to look at a bunch of people worried? Go look at that pancake video where I think Jeff and I are sitting next to each other. And I can tell you 100% we were scared shitless. Uh, the biggest thing uh, there was just how do we present that kind of story to the community? We knew why we had to do it. You know, Would we be able to sort of describe that pretty well? Uh, then it should have failed when we had to rebuild Giant Bomb. Uh, you know, if you look back on that, uh, the, the pressure that was involved in, hey, uh, we sold half the company, but really what you're getting from the engineering standpoint is two designers. Uh, you're going to come into a very large company, uh, that, you know, uh, needs its own work to be done. And can you inspire an engineering team, hire one up, uh, and get stuff all built within the span of a year? It's, it's amazing that we did it. Uh, it's amazing that we did it. Uh, you know, shifting technologies, doing a lot of forced things on that side. Uh, it, it was a really big deal that we actually got that stuff done. Um, you know, and beyond all that stuff, there were a billion other reasons uh, that it, Giant Bomb really just should not exist when you think about it. Um, you know, certainly all the times... Uh, uh, you know, uh, stuff just over the years, like losing equipment when you go to E3, uh, you know, uh, death of a, a major part of the cast. Like there's just, there's a lot to say uh, about a website that lasts 10 years. It's not even like television. Websites are the most temporal, fickle things out there in the world. And the fact that you can have one that lasts fucking 10 years, like... Man, it's just, it's nuts. It's nuts to me that I can load it up. I can still see uh, Jeff 
and the crew and, you know, <laughs> people are on the East Coast now, like, made it work. It just works. I hope it lasts 10 more years. I hope it sits on my resume forever. Uh, you know, as much as I'll look at stuff and be like, oh, that's a lot of my old designs or what happened here? What do I, it doesn't matter. It's like the fucking content matters. The community matters. Those are the things. Uh, I'm very proud to be a part of that. And, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I miss you guys terribly. You're all my favorite people. I love you. And, uh, as I've been to a lot of weddings, I'm just going to say lastly, Brad, there's time, man. You could I'm ready. I'm ready to show up to another wedding. I'll see you, buddy. Speaking of embarrassing food stuff, can I tell uh, maybe my most embarrassing food story? Just Please. Some more ammo? I, I want to give him some ammo. Absolutely. All right. Uh, some people that know me have probably heard the story, but I don't know if any of you have heard the egg white story. Mm. I'll, mm. I'll, I'll debut that one on Giant Bomb. Okay, yeah. This is a true story from about, I want to guess, 2008. It's a good I was, start. I was... I kind of go on like healthy kicks or whatever where I'm like, I'm going to eat real good and, you know, lose some weight and stuff. And I read that egg whites were really healthy for you. And so I was in my apartment and not much of a cook. Certainly wasn't back then. But I, I took a pan and I put it on the thing. I turned the heat up to medium or something. And I told myself I was just going to eat the egg whites. I wasn't going to have the yolk because yeah. I heard that's high cholesterol and I had some pretty high cholesterol that time. Okay. And so I took five eggs, took them over to the sink. I cracked it on the edge, I dumped the entire egg contents into the sink, and threw the shell into the pan. Because oh, I assumed that the egg whites were, well, I mean, the, the shell is white. The shell is white. Yeah, I'll back you, up you on can't, that. yeah, there's no arguing that. I'm getting all tingly over here. So I put, I threw five eggs away and threw the shells of five eggs into a pan. And I'm staring at them, and I'm waiting for them to look edible. And I'm like, uh, at some point, they're going to, like, melt and look scrambly or something. Or maybe, like, I take a spatula, and I'm starting to poke away at the shells. Maybe it's like, oh, maybe if they get into smaller pieces, they'll mm -hmm. get melty quicker. So I break them all up, and it just looks like a bunch of eggshells in a pan. And yeah. I'm scooting it around the spatula. It's not doing anything. I call my mom up, and I was like, Mom, I'm trying to make egg whites here, and, like, these shells are not melting. <laughs> and she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, it's just the shells. I don't know if I need to turn up the heat or whatever. She's like, what do you mean the shells? I was like, the whites. And she's like, no, you know, the, the whites and the shells, or you don't eat the shells. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that was the first time I tried to make egg whites. Oh, my God. Mm. I do them right now. That's incredible. I have them for breakfast now. That is truly incredible. <laughs> this 18-pack comes with a funnel and a long tube so you can get it into your glass a lot easier. I was at the Spencer's <laughs> Gifts a while ago, which is, you know, where all quality product, which is where my puncture top thing will inevitably be sold. And they had something called Bongzilla that held a full case of beer and had eight things. Oh it was a God. gigantic funnel with like eight, eight tubes? tubes coming out of it. So, Ew. you know, you and your posse could. I don't want to share a yeah. beer bottle. Well, with then you else. just don't open the other ones and you drink the whole case yourself. I don't think I could do that. For America. I don't I think I could beer bong. I, you know what? The fourth point, is coming. At this point, I don't. Yeah, it is, God. I don't so know. I'm saying, you know, you're gonna have your barbecue coming up. You should probably head up and buy one of those. <laughs> yeah. Buy a beer ball. They still make those party balls. Party yeah. balls. No, like, no. Okay. I don't think so. You want to get into this party? Yeah. Bring a party ball. Take a hit. And take a hit. That's right. The problem is that get the, down on one knee. The the <laughs> the place that's it's real short. It's kind of yeah. attached to yeah. the wall. Yeah. No, we are not going to be. We will not beer bong beers at my at my Fourth of July party. Man. I didn't even know Spencer's gift was still around. Yeah. That's great. 
I need to go buy some birthday presents. Blacklight posters. <laughs> so the other. I week. need this poster that has funny things about a bunch of different kinds of beers on it. Seventy-two different kinds of smiley so, faces. <laughs> Weird thing about the Spencer's gifts. In the back corner of the store, they just straight up sell vibrators. Oh, good. <laughs> like, look. And none of the funny stuff in the front. Right, yeah. Sexy nurses on the yeah. birthday cards. But back here, action packed. Just yeah. straight up. Yeah. Go buy a dildo at the mall. <laughs> I'm not want to buy are, a dildo are, at the mall. They're proper. Because then you're walking around the mall with a dildo in that bag. You're going over abilities are endless. You're going over what the orange. There? You're going hey, over man. the orange Julius. Like, let's go to the great steak. Let's get a piece of punch tops and these dildos. Let's go. Um, it's a weekend, man. How are they labeled? Are these like shower massagers? No, no. These are shaped Jesus. like dicks, man. These are not. This isn't like it's you know. This isn't the classy like a- advertised on television it's late the, marital like, aids. It's like, the Hitachi just, eight thousand uh, massager. No, these aren't even. It's no, not no, even no, that. It's, it's just like here like you, you said, go, man. Cocks. Dongs. Yeah. <laughs> and they I feel like, you know, big veiny rubber dongs. It's, full it's full manual operation. Yeah. And it's really easy, like there's no guard or anything there. There's kids can get back there. They need a dong guard. <laughs> Straight up. Oh, oh Jesus All Christ. Right. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and uh, take it over to news then at, at that uh, at that juncture. I don't remember if we talked Wait, about God. this. Damn it. Oh, hang on. Not please, worth it. Please close it. I don't know. <laughs> not worth it. Damn thing had not been asleep. <laughs> no, I don't think there was any situation where oh, that was no. worth it. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> noble, <laughs> noble effort. Did you buy that, Spencer's? The window phone, yeah. I got this. I got this keychain. I think it's law but it's in order, the back. Law and order keychain that makes the sound right for somebody. Yeah, that's a good it's idea. Also a actually, bottle opener. It's also a dildo. Every yeah. time you open it, it makes the noise. <laughs> when you open a, a beer, it makes Pat the noise. Patent pending. Patent And that starts vibrating. Somebody get Dick Wolf on the phone. It's also posted with five hundred Dick Wolf faces. In fact, that's just what we'll call it. We'll call it the Dick Wolf. Wow, you just actually got it. Would you guys consider Ryu to cast his fireball? Are special moves like fireballs, dragon punches, and sonic booms considered magic spells? This would settle an argument. Thank you. Well, that's a real... I mean, you throw it. But, yeah. But is he, is is he it, is chanting it? it? Is, he, is, he, is he casting it? I like... think it, it's, it's the thing of where you have to de- determine, like, are, is wizardly magic and Eastern mysticism the same thing? Channeling your chi yeah. to shoot fire out of I your fist. I think it's different. I think it's totally the same. Is just different schools of thought. I always considered him like. What does the Oriental Adventures book for uh, Dungeons and Dragons have to say about this? That's where you should do I always considered he's projecting uh, like a force. That's why his that's hands, I, that's that's why his hands are in it, right? His hands are like in the fireball, and it's like a it's like a force wave. He's shooting fire out of his fucking fists. That's magic. No, he's, he's it's not actual fire. I think fire, it, comes, it comes from him though. It's spirit it's, fire is still fire. No, it's like it's like it's like an extension of him. It's like yeah. Whoosh. yeah, I'm with you. Ken's fireball burns people. It sets them on fucking fire. It is fire. He's got a lot of. Well, that came later on. Was, it's still fire. That's, that's not. That's not. That's not, that's not right. But I, I think the difference is it came from him. That power, the fire itself, came from him. Well, okay, when a wizard casts a spell, what's he that doing? comes from? Like the Demon. magic ether, arcane arts. A wizard could draw upon his own. Inner. I think he just knows how to handle it. I feel like a wizard is tapping into something dark. Yeah. Or something external. Something external. Least. Well, what yeah. about Akuma, who is evil? He's tapping into something dark. He is dark. But he is dark. He just 
he corrupted something. It's internal. I'm not saying they're. Oh, well, what about like the em- emperor shooting lightning out of his hands? Yeah, it's the bad. Is that magic? Force. Is the no, force magic? Yeah, the force. Well, it used to be. It used to be, Jeff. Hmm. It used to be. I think it's the same thing. It's just different, different schools, like different ways of looking at what is effectively the same thing. I don't think Ryu. I think Ryu could get tired from like stamina, right? Whereas like a wizard would like need mana, <laughs> drink a potion. I bet you could make potions that would make fireball shooting easier. What about Guile throwing sonic boom? That's just fucked up. That's He's not even imaginary. from Japan. His arms just move really quickly. All right. Yeah, I think that's just a visual representation of an actual sonic boom. Yeah, he's just crossing his arms super quickly. And so that's just real. And his yeah. flash kick that's is just physics, like, bro. look at his hair. That's okay. what you get for doing that so much. Now, Dalzim. Yeah. That's he is spitting one. fire. <laughs> and teleporting. Yeah. That's where it gets weird. That's mysticism. Just I don't alien. know what that is. I don't know. I couldn't answer that question. Mm-hmm. I think it's magic. M. Bison? That's, there's some... A psychopower. Yeah. Yeah. That's an experiment gone weird or something. Is Vega doesn't have do magic. No, Vega just he claw he's got claws. Zangief, he's just big and burly. Yeah. Blanc is an experiment that went wrong. Yeah. He's got electric right. power. Yes. Wait, I thought he was like lost in the jungle. I thought he was an ex- he was a boy that Charlie. Charlie. I thought he like I thought there was like a plane that's crash. The movie. I think that's the the, the movie timeline though. It is? Yeah, it's not I thought, wait, at the ending of Street Fighter 2... His name, I think in Street Fighter 2, his name is Jimmy. Is it? Yeah. Oh, and the mother... Yeah, but if the Street Fighter, the movie, makes it so that Blanca uh, is Kyle's long-lost friend, Charlie. So what, in the Alpha game... Oh, wait, that's Nash. Nash. Yeah. Well, and what's, what's Kyle doing? Is it, I thought he was looking he for... He just kicks Bison's ass so hard that all the other little Bison wannabes feel it. Kyle's <laughs> uh, looking for his friend, Charlie. In the game. Yeah. Right? Okay. Did he find him? It's like a PW no. or something. Maybe. No, he doesn't find him. I think he's dead by the time the Alpha Games wrap up. Hmm. He's, a fi- he's a fighter. In, in the yes, Alpha he's Charlie. Games. Yeah. Nash in he, the Japanese version of the game. Plays like Guile. Yeah. Throws a one-arm sonic boom. The fuck's up with that? Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Does Chun-Li throw a fireball? That's how rude Charlie is. Chun-Li can throw her bracelets. I saw it. She shoots a gun. <laughs> That's magic. Yeah. No, they're not wizards. They're they're Asian. It's Asian magic. It's the same. Got, it's a different style Ken, of magic. Ken's, but, Ken's American. But he learned at the feet of Shang Long, <laughs> whom you must defeat if you <laughs> hope to stand any sort of chance. Hmm. Well, I think that's your your their bet's not going to get resolved. He's reuse a wizard. He's a he's got inner strength. So I think wizards can. I think if you saw a wizard casting. Fireballs out of himself. I think you could see the same thing. How about a sorcerer? What's the difference between a wizard one and a sorcerer? To, one has to memorize spells and one doesn't. Really? The one one can only cast a spell once a day. There you go. You have a cantrip. Can we roll an intelligence check on this? Not a wizard. Where's he's his, a kung fu wizard. Where's his magic? Where's his staff? Where's his magic wand? It's that one. A wizard needs a a device. Not all. Well, then he's a fucking better. He's a way better wizard. He's a higher level wizard. Where's his hat? It's in his bag. Doesn't have a beard. Again, in his bag. That shoulder bag? Yeah, that, that shoulder bag. bag. When he sets it down to go punch waterfalls. Yeah. yeah at the end of Street Fighter 2, he's like, well, I don't want to get my beard wet. So I'm going to take it off and put it in this bag. 
Ken had red hair. Ryu had red hair at one point. And then didn't. That's something a wizard would do. Right? R- Ryu, red bandana, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Classically. Okay. <laughs> Saw some depictions of him with white one. Well, you know, it's different color schemes and stuff like that. That was his... He used medium kick. To, I don't know. I think it was... I think it was fierce. <laughs> was the bluish-white gi and white bandana. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's magic. It's just, you know... I think channeling your chi for crazy force. Call what you want to. It's still just magic. I'll get the obvious cliched part out of the way first and just say how it's been 10 years. I have no idea whatsoever. Uh, I look back at videos that we put up time stamped in 2008 and have no memory of playing those games or going to those events or, you know, having hair with, <laughs> with any gray in it. Uh, it just feels like a different life. I mean, we were in a different town and a different type of building. You know, we're in an office building now. We were in the basement of, I guess, some kind of old law office or something. And I think it was maybe it was a house at one point. And yeah, it was just such a different thing from what we had been doing because we came from, I mean, you know, this is ancient history. Everybody knows, I guess, but we came from, in essence, the biggest video game website in the world. And it was already, you know, 12 years old at that point, And it was just so big and formal and kind of immovable. I mean, you know, we had uh, a way of doing things. We had a certain inertia that had built up. I mean, you know, you covered games a certain way. You figured out which games you were going to cover a certain way. Like, there were were standards that you kind of stuck to because that was the way it had always been done. So when we got out of there and it was just four people in this weird basement (laughs) trying to figure out how to make a website, uh, it was... I guess, a process of unlearning all the stuff we had learned up to that point. I mean, I think in those early days, there was definitely a transition period from GameSpot to what we ended up doing here because I I go back and look at videos like trailers that we posted with very uh, very flat descriptive names and, and decks, you know, like we were just like, here's the game and here's the information you need to know with zero personality. But like that obviously changed fairly quickly, but there was definitely... A long period of saying, why not, basically. like that, That's how I ended up approaching a lot of the stuff that we did was, you know, you, like your instinct would be to do it the GameSpot way, and then you would think of a different way to do it, and you have to sit there and ask yourself, why not? Like, why shouldn't I do it this way? Like, why shouldn't we act weird uh, in the middle of this thing? Why shouldn't we give this some personality and actually make this thing our own and make it reflective of who we are and, and our, what our tastes are and the things we're into? But yeah, the whole thing was just so ramshackle back then. I mean... And, uh, not to get all personal about it, but like I, I, mo- I moved into my first apartment by myself with no roommates like a month before uh, I started at this website, and Vinny actually had moved into a place two blocks away, and we're taking this weird reverse commuter bus that took us over the Golden Gate Bridge up to Sausalito, because who the hell opens a startup and bases a startup in Sausalito, which is full of boating rich people? But uh, yeah, like it was just the total opposite in every way I can think of, of working at this giant company in downtown San Francisco. And it really just was that scrappy. I mean, everything really was by the seat of our pants. I mean, we have these crack engineers upstairs building these amazing uh, web tools for us, but it was just such uncharted territory. I mean, we were just kind of sitting down there in the basement looking at what we had at our disposal and just trying to figure out what we could do with it and kind of get the most out of the manpower and the, and the gear that we had. Anyway, I think we're supposed to tell a personal story with this thing, so I'm going to talk about how Vinny Caravella taught me to drink coffee uh, at the beginning of this website. Um, 
that uh, that Golden Gate Transit bus that we took over the bridge to get up in the in the Sausalito uh, left. I'm trying to think, it was only once an hour, and I think the last one left at like eight thirty in the morning, something like that. So, first of all, if you didn't make your eight thirty bus, you were kind of screwed because you were not going to easily get into Sausalito unless you rented a car or took a very expensive cab uh, at that time. But uh, that put us getting into the office like kind of quite a bit earlier than uh, most other people were coming in at that point. So we kind of had a lot of time to just sit in this weird basement and hang out and start the day. Uh, and I didn't drink coffee at that point, but Vinny sure did because, you know, New York. Um and yeah, Sausalito was not a town geared toward office workers or really <laughs> workers of any kind. I think it's uh, a lot of idle, wealthy people up there. But uh, yeah, so it's not it's not a lot of like like professional focused eateries and so forth. It's it's more kind of seaside uh, seafood places and stuff like that. But we found this place that I think we just called the Hippie Market all the time. Uh, I think it was actually called the Real Foods, but. Uh, but yeah, we ended up in there pretty much every morning because it was kind of the only place open that you could get food and, and coffee. I think I used to get this like vegan breakfast burrito made out of some kind of processed plant matter <laughs> that I can't remember the name of. I think that place was the first place I ever heard the word quinoa. But yeah, that's the place that Vinny always went to get his coffee. And, you know, since I'm sitting there, the only other person in the office, of course, I'm going to tack along and uh, at some point just started drinking it. And I'm pretty sure I have him to thank for for, for the fact that I drink it black, because that's what he does, and it's just like, you know. Anyway, I, I realize that's kind of paper thin, those personal anecdotes go, but uh, honestly, I mean, when I think back on the early days of Giant Bomb, I don't come up with, like, the secret untold history, because, I mean, A, 10 years, kind of a long time, getting old. But um, also, I mean, as cliche as it sounds, I feel like we kind of left everything on the website, you know? Like, it, so much of ourselves went into the content that we were making that, uh, it's not like this whole other life was taking place off camera, you know. Uh, even st- stuff like that, too, human video, which just came out of conversations we were already having in the website, or, I mean, I'm sorry, in the, in the office, and uh, it just ended up on the site in a different form. So that's that's kind of, that was kind of the pipeline. The idea pipeline was basically just like, you know, sitting around BSing or brainstorming or whatever, and some form of what we were, whatever nonsense we were talking, uh, would end up being reflected in the content. You know, people talk about the idea of art from adversity, and uh, first of all, to be clear, I would never suggest that anything we have ever produced qualifies as art, but um, I do think there's some merit to that idea, because a lot of the early stuff we did that I look back on and really like uh, came out of us grappling with some of the fairly onerous uh, restrictions that we were dealing with in some cases like that. if you go back and find that first uh, Killzone 2 video preview we did where we an embargo came down that allowed us to use, I think, three minutes of, of footage or something like that. And, you know, there's really not much way to make a video in the style that we do or the style we were discovering at that time uh, in three minutes. So we made it a lot longer and used some ridiculous placeholders to fill in the gaps. But, um, you know, again, like I'm not going to say we were a bunch of mavericks out there breaking the rules or anything like that. Um you know, it's nothing super revolutionary that we were doing, but but again, it was this process of looking at that stuff and just going, why not? Like like you know, is, somebody's not going to blacklist us because we put some dumb illustrations in a video uh, to get around their weird embargo restrictions. Uh, and moreover, I think that's something that we got a fair amount of mileage out of early on was like shining a light in you know a pretty lighthearted way. It's not like we were like 
working any hard-hitting exposés or, or, you know, running some kind of intentional hatchet job or anything like that. But, like, occasionally, you know, shining a little bit of a light on some of the practices or, you know, procedural aspects of, of the games industry and covering games in particular. I mean, you know, embargoes can be weird and silly sometimes, so why not get silly in finding some workarounds, you know? It's just weird looking back on that stuff because 2008, in one sense, doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but in the Internet, or in, in the history of the Internet, it really was a different era. I mean, at the time that we started the site and for even the first couple of years, you know, video uploads on YouTube were limited to 10 minutes in length. You know, that sounds insane uh, looking back on it. I mean, live streaming kind of almost existed. I mean, I remember Justin TV, I think, launched somewhere around when we launched this site. But even that was promoted by a guy walking around with a like a satellite uplink backpack on, I think, was how they were promoting that thing. I mean, like the idea of even streaming video games live was not really a thing. It was even a couple of years before live streaming as part of our package or part of our kind of content offering really became like one of our big pillars. So it's just it things were just so different. And we've We've covered so much ground since then, and I don't just mean us. I mean, like, we collectively, as in the whole of the games press, has just covered so much additional ground since that time and codified so many things that today are commonplace or even feel kind of old hat that, at that time. You know, like, nobody, nobody could see that stuff coming, and, and it was just sort of a process of feeling your way through it and kind of making the most of what you had. As far as personal facts go, the other thing I'll mention is that I don't think... To, to the best of my memory, I have never watched an entire video that I've been in on this website because I can't stand to see or listen to myself. Um, I was going back and looking at some of the some of the earliest videos. Also, we have over 500 pages in the video index of videos. That's a lot of videos. But um, going back looking at some of the early stuff, I'm reminded of like you know just kind of notable early stuff we did. Like I saw the Viva Pinata Trouble in Paradise review, and I know Vinny used to put so much work uh, into concepting and executing some of the kind of the gimmicks in the video reviews. And I feel like a, a real jerk for not uh, watching that stuff and appreciating it. So maybe after I'm done recording this, I will finally go back and watch that Viva Pinata video review. Room, uh, uh, fifth floor, get up the elevator and am just immediately slammed in the face with the overwhelming smell of pot. Just, just marijuana smell, just I'm like I'm like it, it might as well be someone blowing it directly into my face. Like that's how strong it is. Like it's right there. It's it's not like like uh you could smell kind of like the the weird perfuming right. smell of the hotel intermingled with it. It's like, no, this is the only smell. It's coming here. through the AC. <laughs> right. Like someone was hot boxing the fifth floor of this hotel. Like it has to have been like, you know, you walk out of the the elevator lobby into like the the, the floor and there's the, the hallway goes left and right from there. And there's like maybe like five or six rooms kind of like right in that basic area. Like it had to have been one of those rooms because it was just right there in your face. No towel under the door. Yeah, no no fabric yeah, softener. Someone, didn't, someone no. didn't know to like put the towel under the door and crack the yeah. window. It's like just amateur hour. <laughs> or they just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, it's worth noting this is not the first time that I've experienced this at that high at, during California. Well, last year it was it definitely. <laughs> last year had the same thing. Of like when we first walked in and yeah. for, to get our rooms, it was like, oh, hey, California Stream's happening. Smoke them if you got them. Smoke them if you got them, bro. <laughs> yeah. Definitely the mentality amongst certain uh, convention goers. Anyway, I get back to my room and I thought, hey, you know, I'll, I'll tweet about this. Just give, give some folks a little sense of the flavor here at California Extreme. Just say, hey, fifth floor of the Hyatt Regency in Santa Clara stinks like marijuana. Good job. Keep, good looking out, California Extreme. Um, and then I believe at that point I do nap. 
and then I wake back up and look uh, at my phone and realize that I have been replied to by... Uh, I just want to just pull out my phone so I can just verify, verify the exact uh, verbiage here. Um, this, is, this is the magic of the Internet and Twitter and not realizing the consequences of just saying things and people having alerts set up for certain keywords. Like I wrote to Apple I, I, at one point, I said, "Oh, I'm here at the Applebee's. It's either this or suicide." And like the Applebee's account wrote back to me, to, "Like what?" I was like, "No, what's wrong?" And I, was, I was just talking shit about Applebee's. <laughs> it wasn't that was not the exact message. <laughs> yeah. Generally talking shit about Applebee's, he was like, "What's wrong with that?" Like totally oblivious to me, just like ah, just, I want to kill myself instead of, instead of eat your food. But you're open late. The only out here. Um, oh, oh, oh! This might take too long to find. Oh, here it is. All right, from the account at Hyatt Concierge uh, at Taswell. That is horrible. I wanted to let you know I have contacted the MOD and they are sending security up to the fifth floor. You busted some dudes. You fucking snitch. Oh my god. Snitches get stitches, I motherfucker. I totally, I totally marked out some poor harmless pot smokers. Like, I, not the outcome that I would have wanted at any point. But it's great because you said like the fifth floor. You gave them the most. I give them everything. What is the MOD? The manager on duty. Oh, okay. Uh, what, what are they gonna do? I hope that no one got ejected yeah. or, you know, at worst, a stern talking to. I mean, you can't really, what are you going to sniff it out and find yeah, the room? Yeah, you can't pinpoint the room yeah. and then they don't have to answer the door. Right. Yeah. They're probably fine. Still. And they were probably not even there at that point. Whatever fucking narc. But still, I effectively <laughs> narked out. Narc. Narc. Fucking narc. Don't, so narc. don't tell me anything, ever. Narc. Because that's what's going to happen. Or at least with no identifying markers. <laughs> hey, I, hey, Vinny, do you want to do some cocaine <laughs> later? Don't tell the narc. 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 I, I just kind of want to do that for rent, start tweeting random shit. I know, yeah, that was the other, the other yeah. thought that I had, is, is just start Man, I'm at the Sheridan, and there's fucking white powder all over the floor here. <laughs> this is third floor. It's kind of fucked up. I don't know why this naked guy is taking a dump in the middle of the third floor of this Hyatt in Boston, but <laughs> I'm not very cool with that. Third floor of the Nakatomi Plaza, there's bullets everywhere. Just fucked up Twinkie wrappers and shit. <laughs> Hey, do you, is there a live raccoon in the lobby of your Holiday Inn? <laughs> On the seventh floor room. That seems kind of weird. Yeah, that's that's the fun part is when you just start fucking with others. Right. Like, I'm on the fourth floor, but I have friends that are up on the seventh floor. There's just blood oozing out of 712 <laughs> at the Marriott here on Geary and 7. I'm not really sure what that's about. I'm hungry. <laughs> that's right. Couch it in. Yeah. Oh, this is just an innocuous whatever. Hey. Trolling out there. Great dinner tonight, but then I got back to discover that the hotel room next to mine is on fire. There's a trail of toes leading into the supply cabinet. That's Thanks, weird. Crown Regency. Anybody want lunch? Um, so yes, that was that was my unfortunate accidental uh, discovery. Stream. I'd call it really. Uh, yeah. So just know Life that. Lesson. Just know that there are brands watching your every goddamn move on Twitter. Yeah. That social media is really scary. Yeah. Did so, you reply to it? It's just like, so I mean, no. 
You know, so it's just block Hyatt's it. out there doing that. Jamie Kennedy's out there doing that. Like it's it's dangerous person. Yeah, yeah, there was there was no hashtagging or like adding. Like it wasn't like, hey, I'm trying to get Hyatt's attention over here. Or it wasn't like at the Hyatt. No, no, right, no. It was just I just typed in Hyatt Regency in Santa Clara, fifth floor. Bring guns. You know, real nondescript shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you think they even looked up? I definitely un- unknowingly, unwittingly gave them right. overly specific info. In, in retrospect, well, you in, know retros- what? in retrospect, that's on me. That's on me. It's true. I'll say the silver lining. You owned up to that. Yeah. yeah you know what? Uh, I'll least, take that. At one. least they're looking out, though. They're trying sure. to give you the best hotel experience. No, I, if that bothered you. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And you know, if, if you know, any means they, they can't, the Hyatt can't parse out like a sarcasm or irony no. from fucking Twitter. They 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 just have to take all of that. They're a hotel chain. That's not somehow human. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Must destroy weeds. <laughs> Johnny, it's not Johnny Hyatt out there looking at the account. Did anyone check into any rooms under the name Bud Smoke Up 420 <laughs> Arcade Kings? <laughs> if right. so, that's the, if he's on the fifth floor, find him. Just watch just, it, right? Billy Mitchell. Out for that other Twitter account that says, just smoked out the seventh floor. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, no. Just put two and two together. <laughs> Find these guys. Man, I'm just going to start. My room's real small here at the whatever <laughs> inn. Man, and my cat farted. It is, Jeff, you identified it and correctly so as the creepy, weird, scary part of social media is the, like, improving your customer service by just publicly bitching about stuff on Twitter. Yeah, I, it's, I don't like doing it. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> uh, did it work? A couple, a couple weeks ago, yeah. For what? Uh, I had ordered, like, the, the Beastie Boys album online and never got any kind of email, anything about whether the order had been processed and it, like, got charged by PayPal, but never they were supposed to immediately send a download code that I never got and all this stuff. So I waited, like, three weeks. I waited, like, a week and then wrote in and said, like, you know, there was an email address on the PayPal receipt that, that said where to write to. So I wrote to that address, didn't hear back. And it was a company. It's like a fulfillment company that, is, mm-hmm. that you know, it specializes in doing this. Um, and then waited another couple weeks and then wrote on Twitter, I get my to stop payment, dispute this PayPal charge to company name because they won't respond to my emails about this stuff. And then, like, five minutes later, someone goes, send an email to this address. He'll escalate it for you. Oh, wow. And so I wrote to that guy, and then he just kind of wrote back, like, that's not our customer service address. Uh, You should have filled out this form. And I said, well, the receipt I got from PayPal has this address on it, and then I received a ticket number in response. So if that's not the right address, you are doing a very good job at... Making it uh, look like it is the the right channel for for that, and it got taken care of like within like two hours after that, and it's it's just check my cloud score, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> at some point I feel like it's just like I'm using whatever follower right. number I have to to bully companies around, I, and I, I hate that feeling. Uh, and I but you as got I was, your download code. But I got my download code. But as I was writing it, it, it I almost didn't send it. Like I wrote it out, just going like, "Oh, here's what I'm doing right now: eating a sandwich, <laughs> trying to try to think if I want to stop my stuff." Yeah, frustrated. Yes, yes. Like the the Twitter message is just like, "What's frustrating you right now?" 
That's really fun. Yeah, we should, we should just all make a Twitter account that's like, you know, bitching at shit that we all just share and everybody follows and it's like, I'm just going to write a tweet that says like, you know, Comcast fucking sucks. You're charging me way too much. I, I don't think they respond anymore because that's what everyone says on Twitter is just, just nonstop. Fuck Comcast. Hmm. Those guys are assholes. How about Xfinity? Same thing. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but how about AT and T? But I, I was also writing about uh, my how I'm probably going to switch to Comcast pretty soon. Then it gets you uh, because my current ISP just doesn't have enough speed, and it's like a, a great local ISP. Like they're awesome, but they just they don't have the speed. And like the CEO of that ISP, like responded and said, "Yeah, you got to go where the bandwidth is. I totally understand. No hard feelings." Aww. And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Are you expanding soon? He said, not in, not in your area immediately. So, but, you know, like, right. I will go back to them as soon as they offer a high-speed right. service they in my area. They just don't have They just don't have it right now. It's funny because this is actually, this will be the second time I've left this ISP. The first time was because they didn't have dial-up numbers in my town, and I was spending, like, 150 bucks a month calling into their um, dial-up. Uh, that's a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Dial-up. Modems. So the, 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 the internet's weird. Like, like, you know, like Laser discs. Pe- you know, Pepsi has an account, and they write things like asking, like trying to get you to engage with their brand. I just wonder who follows those accounts. Like, I sort of get why yeah. they respond to people when they have like keyword searches set up, right? But who is following Pepsi? Yeah, like, and they're posting stuff like they're trying to engage people. Like, hey, it's summertime. What are you doing to beat the heat? <laughs> like, who the fuck is going like, well, Pepsi? Well, I'm trying to stay cool with ice cold Pepsi. Pepsi. <laughs> Hashtag Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, RC Cola rules. <laughs> From the RC Cola account. <laughs> <laughs> not drinking Pepsi. You're a piece of shit. That's what I'm doing. And like, what are you talking? RC Cola doesn't own computers. <laughs> the Coca-Cola Twitter account has like three times as many followers as Pepsi. That's, like, right. that's, that's how far, right. That's how far down this I went like oh, a couple of weeks ago. Just like sitting there staring at this going... Man, what that's the a fuck. That's a bummer. Like when when companies sign, like when they post things on Twitter and then sign it with the person's initials, who's answering, who's responding, it'll say like you know like a carrot symbol say KK. Who's that? I don't know. Sometimes it's KK. Yeah, sometimes they'll list who it is huh. uh, on some other page somewhere that you're supposed to go care about. When I was like, what? I- I kind of feel like I wish I could go to those pages anyone that's following Pepsi or Coke and just mass block all of them from ever following me. Like, like <laughs> yeah. just like eliminate you from the pool of people. This, I would is, an either, this is an either or proposition here, people. Either you are following Hamburger Helper on Twitter or you're following me. That's it. I, I, might, I might follow Hamburger Helper. Yeah, I, I would want to know who's so following I mean, That's, that's the problem. You can't, again, you can't parse it out. Like who's yeah. following Coca-Cola ironically. Right, Neil Ham- Neil Hamburger. That's yeah, who. yeah, Neil Hamburger is sitting there following all of the brands and then like, taking right. shit on them every time. Axe body spray, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> accurate. Ah, right, you motherfuckers. Spot, spot on Neil Hamburger impression, both in content and <laughs> tone. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, be careful. So just know that it can go the great way that it went for Jeff, that you can get your your customer service needs met and you'll feel dirty about it, but at least you got your customer service needs met. Uh, Or it goes my way and you did not mean for those to be your customer service needs, but they got met anyway. The the thing I did, the Applebee's thing, I felt kind of bad about it because it just meant someone was sitting there like looking at it going, what can I write back to try and like salvage this potentially disastrous situation? Because this is is my fucking job is sitting here and monitoring this Twitter feed. It's my job and I can't decide if this guy who is, you know, writing about killing himself in the same breath as Applebee's (laughs) is kidding or not. 
<laughs> so like, how do I how do I ride that fence? I got really, and I actually got worried in that situation because I'm just like, man, it wouldn't take much to figure out that I live where I live, right? And like work backwards, and like you know, like a manager might appear alongside me and say, like, I understand you're having a little <laughs> <laughs> no, no, fucking get on me. It's fine. I just I'm a do piece we of shit. Call yeah. Hotline. Just, yeah, exactly. So it's just. Give me some chicken fingers. No, you, you, you know what you say on the internet. You know what? That's the thing. This is. You know what? This the is, man is listening. This is all really good because you know what this is. This is real world consequences for your internet bullshit. Yep. And and honestly, we could all use a little bit of that. Well, like you, you guys get those automated messages, where, like for, like you type about your iPad or something. Yeah. And something yeah. Like, oh, there's a spam box. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the like. It's. I feel like it's kind of nice when you get a real person who is like just not trying to like spam you with stuff for typing something. So at least. At least I feel like you get all the bullshit, and then you get a real thing that'll happen. I, I, I feel worse because then I feel like I'm wasting a person's time. Yeah. I don't know. I, like every time I've gotten like one or two of those where it's just kind of like the, the weird thing. Like you, you, it never happens when I'm trying to do it. It always yeah. happens when I'm not trying to do it. Uh, but usually it's for the. I don't know. Usually I feel good about it because it is something. It's, it's never been like I'm going to kill myself and go to Applebee's. It's always like you're going to yeah. kill yourself and then go to Applebee's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. First and then you know. Well, you you, 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 you kill yourself. You're in hell. So what else is there to do but go to the fucking Applebee's? Uh, Eat shit food. But it's usually guys have some provolone stuffed meatballs <laughs> that are really. It's usually because it's like, is anybody having trouble with this router? Blah blah blah. And then sometimes I'll get. I think the one I got was like. Yeah, email me. I'm like the um, you know, Linksys or whatever. I was like, yeah, dude, I can't get this to work. I am Linksys. <laughs> I have a Twitter account. Do you follow Pepsi? I've, <laughs> I have become sentient. I'm actually just a router sitting in someone's house. I'm drinking an ice cold at Coca-Cola. <laughs> it's at Coca-Cola. They don't have Coke. Which sucks for them, I bet. So you don't want to know who's got You don't want to follow at Coke. Yeah, I do. That's, that's bad news. It's hip-hop sensation. Juan cocaine. That's, that's when you want to just start. Yeah, that's the account you want to troll for free products. I think RC Cola really has an account. They got to right. Greer Beverages. Lucian <laughs> <laughs> Greer himself, Manny. I'm Lucian Greer. Looky here. You're gonna talk mess about my beverages. And just don't eat at that dim sum restaurant anymore. <laughs> kind of want to. Oh, but I like that dim sum restaurant. Go fuck yourself again, Greer Beverage. Okay. Fish out a reply from RC Cola. Be like, man, nobody drinks enough at RC Cola these days. Thank you so much. <laughs> where can I find? You know, hey, I'm in this area. Do you yeah. guys know a store where I can find an ice cold at RC Cola? <laughs> the only thing that'll quench my really thirsty, you know, oh, sandy hashtag thirst. <laughs> summer, you, summer thirst. Yeah, man. I. Are you looking it up? I am, and I'm afraid Royal Crown. May not. <laughs> but Crown Royale. Well, yeah, yeah. Crown. If you want to talk well, to Crown, Crown, if you want to talk to Crown Royal, I do. Mm-hmm. I talk to Crown Royal all the time. <laughs> <Not> gold, <laughs> gold Slager. Yeah, two of you bottles here <laughs> at Jägermeister. Go um, I could, I'm going to start collecting marbles because these bags are so nice, Crown Royal. <laughs> or if you have, if you, if you have, uh, <laughs> keep all my toys aside. I don't even have. <laughs> play D and D books. I just want to. It's <laughs> got some nuts and bolts or something. Keep it in this bag. This is a nice bag. I'm going to keep it kind of like a pouch. I attach this pouch to like my belt. <laughs> Keeping all my weed gear in this sweet at Crown Royal bag. 
Here I'm on the fifth floor at the Hyatt Regency in I'm Santa Clara. A, I'm a cut person. I keep my smoke bombs in this Crown Royal bag. Um, or if you want to talk to the uh, Royal Crown Escorts Service, they, they're on Twitter. What? But uh, So, uh, RC Cola or Crown Royal? Do, it looks like Royal Royal Titus from Crown Royal. <laughs> so you saying I can register it right now? I better do it before this podcast. No, I'm goes sure out. it's taken. It just may not be a active yeah. corporate account. Hmm. <coughs> oh wait, no. Yeah, Royal Crown Cola is totally on Twitter. Great. So there you go. Ringing endorsement. Sure <laughs> could go for some Fago. <laughs> I'm not going to look up Fago. <laughs> Fuck you for that. Anyway, what were we talking about? California Extreme. California Extreme. I played some Baby Pac-Man. It's a half video game, half pinball. It's, that game's amazing. But- Hey everybody, uh, I'm coming to you live, not live, uh, from a hotel room in Mongolia, uh, which is pretty weird, but I think is illustrative of what uh, I love the most about uh, working for Giant Bomb for uh, seven years. It's hard to believe that I worked there for that long, and it's hard to believe that Giant Bomb is uh, is turning ten. Um, I... I loved working at Giant Bomb, um, and I think the thing that stands out to me the most is that uh, from the moment I started there shipping T-shirts, I felt that that anything was possible, that we could do whatever we wanted, really. You know, whether that means, uh, hey, we're going to play Persona 4 from start to finish, or um, I'd like to do a video where I just eat red vines for 15 minutes, um, I, I have so many fond memories of Giant Bomb, uh, and, and they all come back to they all come back to that. They all come back to uh, the fact that I always felt free to to kind of be myself, um, and, and that was all in service of Giant Bomb because Giant Bomb trusts you uh, when you're working there. I remember, in particular, the the Game of the Year. Um, videos that were based on TV shows. We sat around in the third floor studio with a shared Google Doc up on all the TV monitors in sort of like a collective writer's room. Uh, and we were all just trying to make each other laugh with, you know, typing in lines in, in the script. Um, and that that collaborative nature that expressed itself uh, in actually a lot in when we were traveling, whether that was for E3, um, which you know was grueling, but we were very proud of what we did there, uh, or in Iceland with with Patrick, uh, you know, the the fact that we were able to to be ourselves, but had this sort of sixth sense about what Giant Bomb was and what Giant Bomb needed, um, just speaks to how special a place it was that that it could accommodate all of those different personalities um, in in a way that that was really fun to work at. I feel very thankful to have worked there. Um, I love being able to watch it as a as a fan now and um, I wish um, those those goofballs uh, another great ten years. Sucker. Oh no! What will I do? Not play Kingdom Hearts 3DS. Oh God! Or, no! Excuse me, 3DD. 
It's dream drop distance. Oh, well, you puzzle that out. I'm over here wishing death upon myself I because you... I cannot enjoy the Kingdom Hearts game as much as I would like. What will I do? I think you're enjoying the Kingdom Hearts game exactly as much as you would like to. Uh... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, that's it. it. That's that's what enjoyment sounds like. God, yep. that's why you came. Pure that's, pleasure. That's, the, <laughs> that's what that sounds like. I want to ride Dumbo. <laughs> he he was saying it all week. Yeah, it's just so. I want to ride Dumbo. It's coming out of his mouth. That's why I brought him here. I, I we were at California Stream. I was just pulling along on a leash. And he was just shouting that like every twenty seconds or yeah, so. The waitress, just everybody. Just, uh, Jeff, we know we're, you're going to see Dumbo real soon. Honey. I want to ride Dumbo. You got to go <laughs> right after we go to the Bennigan, Tommy. We're going to go. We'll go see Dumbo. You take him. You take him. <laughs> no, I had him all weekend. You take him. I had him all weekend. This was your fucking accident. I just want to ride. You said you were going to support me in this. You knew what I wanted to do. Well, you have a responsibility, sir, to this child. You had to get him the fucking Dumbo lamp. Dumbo! <laughs> what child doesn't love? Can can a child just innocently have a dream about flying elephants without you sullying it? Me? You. I love you. Dumbo. If there's an elephant I love, it's Babar. <laughs> but if there's two elephants I love... Babar, number one with the bullet. Right. <laughs> Shooting up the charts. <laughs> Wealthy elephants. Got that Babar, son. Well, Brad, you, Babar you, featuring Snoop Lion. That's right. Snoop Lion up in here. Brad didn't think that Snoop Lion was real oh. as of like earlier today. Snoop Lion is the realest. I could not believe it. He was like, real. this, is, this is a joke, right? This isn't for like, nope. I went to Twitter search to verify. Snoop Lion is all I mean, he, too you know, real. He did, he did not rename his original Snoop Dogg account on Twitter. He just created it. Because he doesn't know how. <laughs> Wait, I don't think I know what Snoop Lion is. Snoop Lion? Snoop, Snoop Dogg changed his name to Snoop Lion and is putting out a reggae album. That's not real. That's, that's, that's what I said. Real. <laughs> that information is not filtered I mean, in the back as, of the bus. That's as real <laughs> as, you know, That'll play back his, back. his <laughs> name being Snoop Dogg. No. Because now he's changing it to Snoop some other animal. <laughs> it it was Snoop Doggy Dog Lion before. has a relevance. Did he ever officially change that? In reggae. He changed uh, it from Snoop Doggy Dog to Snoop Dogg. Okay. I'd say the dog father, I think he's not even Snoop Doggy Dog at that point. No, that was the last. Uh, was that, yeah. Was that the final Snoop Doggy it was, Dog? It was because of, it was a contractual thing, I think, because oh. of the Death Row stuff. So the dog father was a Death Row release. Yes, then, it was. No Limit Top Dog. A fine record. It's got that one. It has that one. It's got that one. Yeah, and then the rest are all the Beats by the Pound fucking Master P bullshit. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible! What a dark period. Yeah. <laughs> but Master P taught Snoop Dogg For how to everyone. be a businessman, and then, you know, once he came out of the to the, the limit era, which I'm was sorry. the last meal. When you see the tank rolling, what do you do? I, I, I say, uh? I forget. I don't even know. I throw up the dub. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty cool. Wow, wow. It's pretty cool they got that tank. They've got that tank. They so, got that tank. God bless them for that. So really, Snoop Lion? Snoop Lion! Snoop Lion. And the pride? Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm his man. Singing all the doo-wop hits. What, is the, what does the lion have to do with reggae? Maybe I just don't know. Is there, is there something? It does. It has okay. something to do with reggae. There is the tie in there. Yeah. Crown Royal. Rhymes with Zion. Oh, boy. So. 
Yeah, reggae. Yeah. Got it. Bo, 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 yeah, bo, bo, that's, bo. that's all we know about reggae. Right yeah, there. there you go. There you go. I can shout Bo over and over again, mm-hmm. and then and for, I can I can for get, Zion. I can get pretty iry, and then that's really that is really about it. Oh, you say you could say Jaw. I could say something about Jaw. Jamon. But I don't want to offend. <laughs> I want to cross that line. Yeah, I know. All the Rastafarians that listen to this podcast. Oh, you mean, mean highly? Yes. I and I. Um, Have you heard any of his reggae? I listened to like the first eight seconds of this one song <laughs> that came out, and I was like, huh, well, okay, he's singing. He seems honest about it. Oh. All right. Well, whatever. See, it's not a goof. Yeah, it seems like it's maybe not a goof. Uh, and the screens are 90% bigger. Snoop, you know, Snoop Lion's going to do what he's going to do. Yeah, exactly. You're not the boss of Snoop Lion. All right, moving on. Uh, let's talk about burnout, as we apparently always do. Because they keep giving us stuff to talk about. <laughs> and weird stuff, too. There's a, They've announced a, another new uh, content pack of, of new vehicles, which... Jeff, you'll have to explain this to me. I don't understand what's going on. Toy cars. But are they toy size? I don't cars? think so. Or I don't <laughs> think so. So they're, they're just like... I think they're just toy... Like, like, Coro like Q. Super, super deformed versions of your favorite burnout rides. In stores now, rated T for T. E10 for... E10 plus for E10 plusers. There are but super, not available now. But not available now. There are 2009. Super, super deformed versions of real cars in this game. But not real uh, cars. There are testicles <laughs> and, uh, and car humping. Car, yeah, no, the, the car. The cars now have balls. Can you put an in from the <laughs> have you guys, trailer hitch? Have you, have you guys seen these pictures floating around on the internet of dinosaurs getting it on with automobiles? So, can you said humping cars? I had to bring it up. Had to really? Yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you after this. You couldn't, like, there was no like, other way for you to get that out. Like some crazy. You couldn't artist. afterwards say, "Hey, some crazy dude appropriate for not being on the crazy podcast." Dude has been churning these things out, and they keep popping up on on forums. I'm afraid I have not been up to date with this. I'm going to show you, dude. I am. I'm going to school your ass when we get done. Could you today. act it out instead? I, we have a car parked out front. <laughs> Tell me more about the dinosaurs. <laughs> Brad is getting up and taking off his pants, but he's doing it near the microphone, which is really creepy. <laughs> yeah, 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 like he was pointing his crotch towards it, yeah, yeah. so you could hear the jangle of the bell. Someone else buckle. has to talk for a while. Oh yeah! The sound of the zipper. Really awkward stories. And I actually worked really game. hard. Um, <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. I'm a hard worker. <laughs> I'm hard motivated. I'm real yeah. good. Self motivated. All right. Yeah. He gives hot technology tips to NBA players on their private planes. Remember that? Oh. <laughs> That is a good one. All right, Johnny, lay it out. Come on. Right. Um, That's why you're here, man. No, so... We're talking about the, the, the golden era of Midway. Yeah, right. Um, Five years ago. There was an opportunity. Uh, actually, we were uh, going to do a press event in New York, and at the time, um, the only way to get there, because this is a, a very, very popular NBA uh, player... I wish I'd say his name, but I'm afraid it's only going to show up. Like, Do we just get like, initials? Yeah, but that would give it away, too, because then you just look up, like, okay, who's been the cover athlete of ballers, right? And you totally see who it is. Okay, so it's one of the cover athletes of ballers. All right, got it. All right, go on. <laughs> oh, man. So, Perfect. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so anyway, we're on... Um, we get on a private uh, private jet, and uh, it's myself and Tim DeRosa, who is the PR manager at the time. And Tim is, like, one of my best friends. I love him to death. And I remember Tim saying to me, like, whatever you do, like, don't make a big deal that we're on a private plane. 
And I'm like, what? And he's like, you know, these guys fly on private planes all the time. Don't, like, make a big deal about it. And I'm like, all right, cool. I want, you know, whatever. So we get on the plane, and, like, I kick back, like, you know, like, oh, I fly on private planes all the time. Right? <laughs> like, I'm totally, like, trying to be that guy. And then this dude gets on the plane, and he's like, yo, I never flew in a private plane. <laughs> and I was like, thank God. You know what, man? Because I haven't either. And this guy told me I wasn't supposed to act weird. <laughs> so we're sitting there, and um, he pulled out... Uh, what was it? Uh, it was an iPod. No, no, no. Was it an iPod? Yeah, one of the iPod videos. Like when was it PSP? No, that was what I. Oh had. right, 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 right. And um, I, and he, so he pulls it out. And he's sitting there and he's looking at. Him, I'm like, what are you watching? He's like, you know, just some rap videos. I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, you know what everyone has now though is this. And I like turn on my PSP, and um, he's like, yeah, I've seen a PSP. You know, Rip plays it all the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so he, um, but he turns around and he's like, I'm like, yeah, but what you don't have is this. And I had flipped on and I had like my internal memory card. Sure. And it's like, what was PSP good for about three years ago? Hardcore pornography. Exactly. Exactly. And so I like flip it over. I'm like, Johnny Pornitworth, I saw the story coming about a mile away. And so I was like, check this out. And I gave it to him. He's like, damn, I love white girls. And so he like gave me a hundred bucks. He's like, yo, send me one of those. Uh, memory cards and so like I went back and I was like oh my god it's an amazing flight like we did this we totally hit it off like we were laughing so hard like give me a hundred bucks to get him a card and like send him some porn and everyone's like are you serious and he's like make sure you send it to me in a nondescript envelope though because my wife will see it and want to know like what's on it and I'm like okay whatever and so like then I went back to like Adam uh, and Craig Kuyava and our buddy Steve Rose and a couple other people at Midway I was like can you believe so we loaded it up but at the end of it I put one choice little terrible video which was um, that video Mr. Hands finally fulfilled okay yeah yeah you know what I'm talking about yeah right so needless to say I never heard back from that (laughs) it was probably like oh my god this dude is insane Uh, Two times. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. We'll just we'll just keep. We'll, you well, know, you've seen Mr. Hand. Yeah, give it a pause. As countless users are typing that into Google right now. <laughs> like, what is this? Oh, just, oh. Just don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> Hi, folks. My name is Dan, and I work at GiantBomb.com. Uh, I've been on a bunch of Giant Bombcasts. I, I started working there. In 2014, and I was on the Bombcast until I moved to New York at the beginning of 2017. But uh, the one I want to talk about when I think of my Bombcast memory is before I worked there, probably about, I'd say, over three years, maybe closer to four years before I started working there. Um, it was E3 2011. And the way this came together is because uh, I had been friends with some of the guys, namely uh, Ryan, Jeff, and Alex, from about 2009 on, uh, and that was all on Twitter. And it was, it, it kind of came about because Ryan and Jeff specifically just gave me boatloads of shit about liking Waluigi, because uh, I was always tweeting about how much I like Waluigi and everything. They wound up finding me through, like, Game Informer stuff and everything, so we all followed each other very early on, and it was mainly just kind of a a Twitter thing for uh, several years. I would occasionally see, uh, I I think I met Jeff and Ryan at the, uh, at a Konami event, where I saw Jeff rap nothing but a G thing, I believe, Uh, and then 
Ryan I met for the first time in 2011 after a couple years of talking on Twitter because he invited me to be on the E3 Bombcast. And I don't think I knew exactly what Giant Bomb did with E3 stuff. Um, I had actually never heard the the Bombcast uh, before I went on for the first time. I had just known them from Twitter, and I already knew I liked them a lot, and so I, I said yes. Like I, I liked their sense of humor. I liked how they didn't really take things super seriously like a lot of other people in the industry did. Uh, so, I don't know, I, I just had a really good feeling about doing a, a guest spot with those guys. So, he invited me uh, to be on, and it seemed very loosey-goosey about, like, the time, right? And it was just kind of like, yeah, I don't know, show up sometime between, like, I don't remember the specific times. It was like 9 and midnight or something. And so I went to a Sonic the Hedgehog, I think it was a 25th anniversary party. might have been a 20th anniversary party. I can't remember. Um, I guess it would have been 20. Yes, 20. And uh, I was with uh, some Game Informer friends, and I remember talking to Jeff Cork and being really nervous because I was like, ah, I think a lot of people listen to the, the Bombcast. I, I hear people talk, you know, uh, very positively about it. Uh, so this will probably be higher profile than the stuff we do at Game Informer. So I was super duper nervous about it. Didn't know what I was walking into. Didn't know what the podcast style was like at all. So I just remember drinking a bunch of, like, blue Sonic the Hedgehog drinks at uh, Club Nokia, which is actually where Jeff and I just did our uh, our anime thing at Anime Expo. But anyway, got kind of drunk there, and then I hopped in a cab and headed to the address Ryan gave me. And I don't know what I expected, but it was just, it was a house. And uh, I walked in, and it definitely resembled, like, a house party that happened to have a podcast being recorded in the living room. Because it, it, it's so not what I expected. It was a bunch of people standing around. They all seemed like they knew each other really well. Lots of people laughing, drinking, and then, like, these two couches facing each other. And uh, with Ryan kind of this captain's chair in the middle. And I I felt weird even, like, opening the door. Because you open the door and you're right there by an in-progress podcast. And I was like, oh, God, no, I hope I didn't fuck up the audio or whatever. But they they were like, oh, hey, Dan Riker's here, you know, and they kept going. And I was like, okay, the same is kind of laid back. But um, lots of weird stuff. Like, somebody told me that it happened to be, like, Susan Sarandon's son's house that they rented out. Uh, on like Airbnb or something before I knew what Airbnb was. You know, I opened up the, the fridge to grab a beer and there was a camera in there and I thought that was super weird. Um, it was just completely n- not at all what I was used to with podcasts. You know, like I had done podcasts before, primarily just Game Informers, but I would guessed it on a few. But they were all kind of like not button-down affairs, but they were kind of like, okay, we're going to stay on topic, we're going to talk about this game, we're going to do this thing, we're not going to be super goofy or whatever. And so I instantly loved the vibe of what was going on in that house. And it was so cool to be able to, like, chat with a lot of these people in person that 99% of my interaction with had been on Twitter. I remember this is when I pulled, um, I want to say it was Eric Pope and Alex Navarro into a room to tell them about how I was the one who did the uh, the Guns N' Roses prank years prior. I, I've covered that on UPF and everything. I remember them basically shitting bricks when I told them that and, and texting John Drake and John Drake freaking the fuck out. Um, at, at that point, I had been friends with them long enough to where I, I assumed that would be okay to tell them, but I think they were still kind of mad. But anyway, it was uh, it was time for me to go on the Bombcast, and uh, you know, I grabbed a couple beers from the fridge. I sat down, had no idea who I was going to be talking with, I remember Jeff was, I think Jeff and Alex might have been on the same couch as me, and then Patrick was across the way, 
um, maybe Pope as well. And I can't, I can't even remember if Patrick and Alex were at Giant Bomb at the time or if they were still at like Harmonix and MTV or, or wherever they were. Um, but then Jenova Chen sits down on the other, the other side. And I had no idea he was going to be there. And I think this was around the time Journey was starting to be shown and everything. And I thought Journey looked super awesome. I liked Flower. I liked his games. And that, nothing made it even weirder was that I've done, a, at this point, I'd done a ton of developer interviews. You know, I'd interviewed Miyamoto and, and, uh, you know, Randy Pitchford and, and Ken Levine and all these, like, industry figures and everything. But again, it was always in that very, like, traditional gaming media, like, okay, let's talk about your game. Let's talk about, you know, what's the release date? What features does it have? It was very, it was boring. Um, whereas here we are with Genova Chin and a bunch of yahoos over some beers, uh, and, and Ryan comes around to me and asks me, like, right off the bat starts asking me about pranks that I've done. Because I think at that time I maybe had more of a, a reputation for doing a bunch of pranks and stuff. So I went on this whole story about this prank I did on OkCupid with a bunch of my friends where we, like, lured a bunch of douchebags to this bridge thinking they were going to meet some girl, and they all wore blue shirts, and uh, it was kind of a dicky prank. Um, but I told this story, and Genova Chen, of all people, was, like, fascinated by this, and he kept asking me questions about it, and then he starts talking about OkCupid and his own experience with dating on OkCupid and stuff, and it was just this extremely surreal, weird subject matter uh, with Genova Chen, of all people, talking about it. Uh, and then, so, so we go through the whole podcast and everything, and I hung around for a little bit afterwards, and Genova Chen came up to me, and was just, again, he just kept talking about OkCupid and dating and all this stuff, and asking me, like, where I got my inspiration for my pranks and stuff, and it was a, it was a real hell of a win window into what Giant Bomb could be, and specifically, like, how they did these awesome E3 podcasts, and, and that, you know, Ryan, and now I know Jeff and Alex and the whole team are great at putting together these really interesting, I guess now we, we call it, like, oh, an interesting couch of guests, but back then it was whatever setup they happened to have, because I, I wound up doing, like, three of those before I worked at Giant Bomb, and every time it was just, it was fascinating. I never knew who I was going to be sitting with. Uh, you know, I, that's the second year is how I met uh, Rich Gallup for the first time. I remember him talking about Fart Cat. Um, the third year was, I remember that, that was the thing with the butt tumbler thing, if anyone remembers that. And I remember being on with like Justin McElroy and, and, and these people that I, I had not been able to chat with very much outside of Twitter. So it, I think Giant Bomb does something really special, um, in, in bringing together such unique, there's a lot of unique figures in the industry, but I think the key is, bringing them together and seeing them interact in really weird ways that you wouldn't expect. And uh, I, I think that's why those E3 podcasts to this day are always so fascinating to me. You know, uh, I'm, I, we do the editor check-in stuff at E3 now, but, you know, even when we're not, I'm typically, like, sitting in that room or I'm in the green room and just kind of, like, seeing the, the variety of people that, you know, we consider friends of the site and seeing them interact with each other. It's, it's really an incredible thing, and, and I can't think of other sites that – that do it the way Giant Bomb does it. And um, so, yeah, I think that speaks to Giant Bomb and, and the attitude of the Bombcast and the team and everything. You know, it's uh, it's something where when I was finally brought on, I had more of an idea of, of what I was walking into, and I was I was honored. I was absolutely honored and, and nervous and excited about joining. And, uh, you know, for all the years that I was on the Bombcast, I had an amazing time. And and now with the Beastcast, it's, it's been great going forward. So here's hoping for, uh, for a bunch more years. It's been great. Thursday, so P.S., be sure to come back 
you know, every day, of course, because it's giant bomb. But uh, be sure to come back this Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. If another person asks me, what time is that in my time zone? Google it. Just go find out your time zone with Google. Find out what Pacific Daylight Time means to you. I'm trying to get the site switched to Swatch Internet Time because I figure that would be helpful for this exact situation. <clears throat> what are we, minus 8 GMT? We are. Well, yeah. I think we're minus 7 right now oh, because of daylight savings. Right. Come back between 1600 and 1800. If it's too early, just smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Come back around like 684. <laughs> Shaking my head silently <laughs> at Jeff and his goddamn Swatch Internet time. Swatch Internet time. Making me so angry with your stupid fake time, your bullshit Swiss time. We all were 4 p.m. Pacific Daylight <laughs> Time. You, you can beat Jeff's ass at Super Street Fighter 4. It's, a thousand, they, it's, like, it's almost like the metric system applied to time. Right? If you want to get into still... the Halo Reach beta, the multiplayer beta, go complete the Halo quest. It's a limited edition quest on the site. There will be a drawing, and you will get into the Halo Reach beta before... The Halo Reach beta goes out officially. But is it still on a 24-hour interval? That's going to do it yeah, for the giant yeah, ball cast. But okay. it's like, so Thanks for listening. All, there's no time zones. It's the same sure time as yeah, next week. Course, right. <laughs> so 000 <laughs> zero, 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 <laughs> midnight is coming. Uh, keep talking. And Fantasy Star Online, the Dreamcast used it. That was where they, it first kind of rolled out. Like, you know, we want to play PSO. Let's do it. Like, meet me at 483. <laughs> In this block, this ship, uh, and like that, eventually met something to people. Oh, stop recording! No, he didn't. Still going. So it was a pretty heady fucking shit. So I had a Swatch Internet. Like I, had, I bought a watch that actually told time. It, it told time. Now like, I'm out of this conversation. It demands time too, but it also had uh, Swatch Internet time there as well, okay, nice. and. <laughs> it was pretty sweet. You used it to coordinate your PSO. I used to no. I used to coordinate my worldwide. As a, I was a worldwide businessman. Okay. I need to be able to get a hold of people at all hours of the day. And if we're sitting here doing math for time, shit. Think of all the hours of the day that are then wasted. This is just better, smarter time. Where are you going, Dave? You've heard of you've heard of Swatch Internet Time. What is this about Swatch Internet okay. Time? Okay, so they break it up into a thousand units called beeps. And so triple zero is midnight in Switzerland. What? You know, if you want to convert it to old time. And that way there are no time zones also. That's so not that's not Greenwich. So three ninety four is three ninety four anywhere. So if you needed to tell somebody we need to have a video teleconference for business purposes, you tell them you meet me at six eighty. And I'll be there. Telepresence. Why did Swatch make this? Because they, they saw a need and filled it. All right. That, so are you with me? Because I'm thinking about Wait, you want to move? You want to move to this? You want to move the office? transition the site to Swatch Internet Time. It would certainly help for, like, where I have to print out dates and See? say, hey, this is over by that by this time. And everybody's like, wait. What time is it in California? See, that's exactly the problem it's designed to solve. Swatch Internet time. Yeah. Okay, I guess we can't really talk about the Wii U at all <laughs> yet, so redact that statement. Uh, but yeah, we, we can. It's, yeah. it's in, a, in a preview. Yeah, just don't show a video of In it. a non-review context. <laughs> you, talk about it, you can only talk about it for 30 seconds at a time. We can talk about things like how every time I turn around and watch Brad playing Mario, a little piece of me dies. 
Because it's just like, oh, this looks just like that 3DS game I played and didn't like. And then, and then out of his speakers, I hear the wah, wah, and see Dancing Turtles. <laughs> and I go, man, fuck this. There is so much wah in that game. That is that is destroying Mario. Wah, that, 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 wah, wah. Yeah, that stuff is they is destroying lives. <laughs> so didn't that start off as just like, it was a little like musical cue, right? Yeah. Like, it was originally like that, that sound effect was something that was in a song. <laughs> wah. Yeah. So, but then they but then they have made it so that the now it's in every fucking song in the game, and but then also the characters and the characters dance to it. So you know, like the the turtles kick out, do a little kick on the wall. Okay, but they're not they've making. Done that, they've the, done that for a while. But I'm saying they're not making the sound. No, no, no. Okay, no, they are dancing to the music that is in the game. Which, I'm okay with which the is like a, It's a clever idea. I, I don't like it. It was a good idea, you know. When they first started Three doing games it, ago. yeah, and now you just—it's now it's—it's it's become emblematic of everything that is wrong with Nintendo, and it just makes me sad when I see it. I look at that and just go, God damn! You're, you're just, just forgetting about Mario Galaxy Two that didn't come out that long ago. Like you can't—you can't hold these yeah, games against that them. That feels like ancient history. It's not that long ago. I, I, you're, you're right. If we went and did the math, you're 100 percent right. <laughs> and I'm not—I'm not looking at this and going like Nintendo's doomed because the turtles are still dancing. <laughs> But it's it's a market reality that they can't they can't sit down and put that together and go man they're right. fucked because look at this this is oh, these tired tired turtles just dancing just, yeah it's just uh, sad yeah it's I mean they they have they have to do that because those games sell and although th this recent one on 3ds did not sell you know quite nearly it's as much so I think it's you know like we've talked about before like they are going back to the well with this concept one too many times and yeah. the notion that they're putting out two of them in one year nuts yeah if this was just a Wii U launch title and there had not been the yeah. 3ds one I think. Be yeah, much you, more you would, forgiving. Exactly. You would go in going like, oh man, cool, another new Super Mario Brothers. Like I did when that game came to 3DS. Right. And it wasn't until I played it that I went like, ah, this is sucking out my soul. <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, just, I really don't like it because I feel like they're, they're not being creative with the music in those games. And the music that I heard coming from the, the game just sounded like every other one of those games. Yeah. And, and Nintendo... It, especially in Mario games, usually has some pretty decent yeah, tunes. I mean, they, they, yeah, catchy tunes. Some of the best video game music of all time. Yeah. Koji Kondo still yeah, works for Nintendo, Nintendo so yeah, he's, <laughs> he's done incredible work. See, I just didn't get far enough into New Super Mario Brothers two for that to be the issue because I just didn't enjoy playing it. Like more more fundamental, that's a larger problem yeah, than I mean, than wanna, hey, the music uses this one sound effect no, too much or is composed that, poorly. I'm just saying that that is the emblem of everything that is wrong. Fair enough with everything. <laughs> the, everything. America? You're, you're spreading it out. Yeah. Nothing's wrong with America. You take that shit back. These states want to secede because they know this game is coming. <laughs> They're filling out petitions going like, if they're coming to America, we don't want to be part of America anymore. 7,000 more signatures, man. We're almost there. <sighs> Wait, 7,000 on top of what? Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, whatever. 100? Let's not talk about that. I mean, that, that's specifically why, in the air time. It's why I stopped playing the 3DS one, was because yeah. I knew I was going to play yeah. this Wii U having, one. Having played smart, about half of this smart. game, and, I wish I hadn't played that game. And then on top of that, uh, while I recognize and even agree with you on probably how my feelings as a single-player game will probably extend to this game, I'm not going to play this game by myself. Mm -hmm. Like, I played through the Wii one with my wife and with yeah. a friend, and that was super fun. And the fact that it was not that yeah. challenging of level design... Makes sense because that's you're goofing around. You're and goofing around with three people. It's just stuff, you're playing yeah. in a Mario world. So I think this game is probably unless something radically changes based on like the stuff I've seen or played before, like probably not going to be a great single player game. But 
it, it is in the same vein as that right. last one. I'm going right. to have a lot of fun with it. It's just in a totally different context. Right. And it's a bummer because there's not another option for people. Right? Like, yeah. it was fine before when the Wii one and then Galaxy weren't that far apart because it's like, all right, well, even if you didn't like this one, fucking Galaxy is where the exactly. real deal is and anyway. It's, and, it's, and they're so they're such different games. You know, when it, when yeah. it comes down to it, like, you know, the, 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 the appeal is different. You, you might love both of them. You might not. But, right. you know, they're, they're, they're very different and, and both awesome in their own way. Like that original new Super Mario Brothers, I thought was killer. Yeah. And it was, it was ridiculous as a multiplayer game, but like even solo was still awesome. This game, I don't know. I haven't played it since E3. Like I said, I'm, I'm just watching, haven't you watching though? Brad. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> it's got, I mean, it's got some new stuff. You know, there's a new suit, mm-hmm. a few new enemies, uh, Pretty much the same tile sets or artwork or whatever you want to call it. You know, right. there's there's an ice world and desert world, and they're pretty much in the same order. They always have been. In. That's a bummer. Really, that yeah. that that's yeah. what really I don't get. Yeah, like that. Yeah, why don't I don't want it to feel inventive with it? The, 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 the term laziness is, is too easy, but yeah. it's just like what do you why like yeah. it, it's, it's disappointing. Like, yeah, it's, it's 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 distressing to some extent that there's like this idea that. They can rest on their laurels with with these kind of two D Mario games and, and kind of put that same stuff out again and again. Like that's it's disappointing. Yeah, it used to be that every Nintendo game was a certain bar of quality, and it seems like the, the, to have gotten to the point where we have second tier yeah. Nintendo games where we just kind of go, eh, you know, that's yeah. And maybe it'll be some weird secret. You know, you'll you'll finish the game so. and, and unlock some totally different world that looks all cool because it's certainly capable of, of looking great. Um, yeah. You know, HD Mario. Like and that, that should that's the thing. When I say to you, HD 2D Mario, the reaction would be like, fucking yeah, let's go. Right. Instead, it's just like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Womp, womp. I was going to say, let's have I also uh, distinctly remember one of my, my favorite early memories of Giant Bomb was being part of the Game of the Year podcast, the controversial year between Saints Row the Third and Skyrim, uh, in which I believe towards the end it was... Uh, it was just a, a war of attrition between the Skyrim crowd and the Saints Row, the third crowd. And eventually Ryan just flipped and said, fine, fuck it, give it to Skyrim. Because um, I think Brad and I were sort of entrenched. I think Vinny was agnostic. I think Jeff and Ryan were on the Saints Row side. I think Alex was writing for screen at the time, so he was not technically part of that. I think that I think my memory is serving me correct there. Um, anyway, like beyond uh, that, which in retrospect we probably uh, chose uh, wrongly, so I think Saints Row the Third probably <laughs> deserved that word over Skyrim. Um, so I'm sorry, um, but uh, at the end, I, you know, joining Giant Bomb, uh, being part of Giant Bomb has been one of the greatest uh, joys of my life. I, I made so many wonderful lifelong friends there, uh, but it was a rocky start. I was the first outsider to come in there. Uh, I had I was I was new to the GameSpot verse. Uh, you know, I was not someone that had made appearances on any of on any of the work they had done over there. I worked for over at One Up, uh, which was in you know a lot of ways a rival to GameSpot, even if uh, in terms of size it was not really comparable. Um, but all the same, uh, I, I mean, I'd always felt very welcome uh, by the the staff. I mean, they hired me, um, but it was a really bumpy road. I mean, for a lot of my time at Time Bomb, it was a bumpy road with with parts of the audience. But um, especially early on, I, I had not been used to being under the spotlight that I had not been used to having that sort of scrutiny on everything I said or did or wrote. Um, 
And there was this moment at the end of the podcast where, like, as, as Ryan was signing off and uh, bringing things to a close, that, like, he turned to me and said how appreciative he was for the work I'd done, for being part of the website, and that, like, the, the Giant Bomb had been, you know, become a better place because of my involvement. And I remember being taken very aback at the time. I, not that he had a reason to give me warning about that, but it was such a, a heartfelt a uh, touching thing, and it was so Ryan. Um, it was it, it breaks my heart that there are people who now uh, read or listen or watch Giant Bomb and, and never had a chance to to really be part of the Ryan Davis experience. But he was uh, as nice a man uh, in person as he was uh, charming and gregarious in uh, the videos and podcasts. And articles that he wrote. He was a great writer. Go back and read his XCOM uh, review that he did for the site. He he was a very good writer in addition to all the other uh, amazing things he did. But it was just, it meant the world to me because uh, not only was he speaking it to Giant Bomb's audience as someone who was such an authority uh, figure for that community, but uh, just to have the words said out loud, like it just, it meant a lot to me. And, and, and it always has. And, and uh I was I was always deeply appreciative that he took a couple minutes out of his time in, in such a public venue, part of the Game of the Year podcast. You know, one of the signature things that Giant Bomb does to just say something to me, and uh, I'll I'll always be thankful for that. Okay, this story I don't I definitely don't think I've told this publicly, but I feel like it's it's deeply funny. And Brad, you're uh, one of my really really good friends, and so I this it's funny. It's a funny story. It's a funny story. I came back after I moved uh, to Chicago um, for to record one of the Game of the Year podcasts. It was the year before I I left, um, and uh, it happened to coincide with the CBS. Like Christmas party, holiday, it was a holiday, yeah, because I came back in December, holiday party, and, uh, you know, this is long after they, like, rented out places and got tons of food and really went all out, instead they just, like, barricaded a, uh, one of the floors of the building, got a bunch of booze, got a bunch of food, uh, and then just said, have fun, I guess, um, and uh, Vinny was also, has Vinny moved at that point? I can't remember... Yeah, because Vinny and I, I think we're sharing a hotel room. Anyway, one of the rooms in, as part of the holiday party, was a karaoke room. And it's well documented that Brad Shoemaker is a huge karaoke fan. He's also very good at karaoke. He has a tremendous voice for karaoke. I'm not someone that does. I need to have uh, an enormous amount of alcohol before I can find the courage to do any sort of karaoke, especially within, like, a large public venue. It's like one thing if it's in like a room of people, but it's quite another when it's in front of well, the strangers in a large room. It just I really gotta get to a special place. And uh I remember I eventually like decided like, okay, I'm gonna do it. And I think I the song I picked was the Seal's Kiss from a Rose. At this point the karaoke room had kind of died down. Uh it was like Brad and Alexis and Vinny and like just it was a handful of people like it was maybe ten people and I I think I picked Seal's Kiss from a Rose I went up and like I got a little bit into the song and then Brad comes up and he takes the microphone away from me in like a in a 
you're, you don't have the voice for this sort of way, takes it and then finishes the song. <laughs> I remember walking off to the side, feeling slightly dejected, but also like it was deeply humorous. So like Brad, drunk Brad, like came up to me and said, no, no, like, hold on. Let me do this song justice. And then took the mic from me. I remember walking aside, like, whispering to Vinny, like, did that just happen? Did he just, like, mid-song take, take it away from me and then just finish the song himself? Arguably better, and yet, did, is that what just happened? And we're just cackling each other because it was very... I don't want to say it was a very Brad Shoemaker thing to do, because he's uh, uh, just such a very nice, genuine person. It was just, it was just such a funny, funny thing to do. It was funny because it was out of character, I guess is the, the way I would put it. And then the next day, because uh, we had to record either Game of the Year videos or podcasts, uh, despite the fact that we all stayed out late having too much to drink at this holiday party, uh, I was in pretty early. I think, like, Vinny and I walked over, um, and I'm sitting at my desk, or, like, makeshift desk, because I moved. Um, and so I, I think it was still the desk that I had sat at when, uh, I was in the office and I was never going to bring it up. I was just going to completely leave it alone. It was just a funny drunk thing that happened that eventually I would rib him about, but I was just not, I was just, just wasn't going to go there. Um, and then eventually he just sort of turns to me and goes, did I, did I take the microphone from you last night while you were singing a song and he said it in such a he felt so guilty he felt so bad there was so much shame in his voice as he was telling the story and I looked at him and I said yes you did you were forgiven it was extremely funny I am not offended you did the song better than I was we all been drinking it was extremely funny and he said he was sorry and I just laughed and I still laugh. It still makes me laugh now, but still just smile on my face. Ah, uh, Brad Shoemaker. Oh, Brad Shoemaker. Man, you know what, though? What? This probably doesn't fit with your non-toxic yeah. ideas, though, but uh, last time bathrooms had to be cleaned around my place yeah. um, because I was going to stab somebody. My roommate went out, and he bought a bunch of Zep cleaning products What's there's that? like zep is a company they do industrial grade stuff like my, my parents oh, wow. my, my parents tire shop they, they got zep hand wash and shit, okay. you know stuff like you're working on cars here's this stuff not like gojo. These settle to you in big things yeah sort of like gojo okay so you, like. Need some, you need some gojo you need some lava yeah. i like gojo gojo's good stuff and it was just this thick blue paste and thick blue liquid and it's just it it the bathroom was a war zone. Not my bathroom. I kept my bathroom in, in reasonable working no, that, order. The hall bathroom was fucked the, up. The hall bathroom was like... It was fucked up. It was, um, it was real fucked up. I was, uh, yeah. That's one of the most fucked up bathrooms I've seen. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. Like in a way that I've never seen a bathroom it's, fucked yeah, up. It's unbelievable. Like, it is unbelievable how insane... So so I'm going to out him. Je- yeah, if yeah. We haven't talked about this before. Just, just roommate um, uh, fake tans, spray tans, yeah. professionally... I don't know that he, I don't know how much of that he's doing. Well, whatever. Well, he got that car wreck and all that other stuff. But this was at the peak of that. Place. Yes. Yep. Um, and so is, is when this residue? was at his worst. So yeah, you know the the spray Ronger. tan stuff. The, you know it gets all over you, and then I guess it also gets all over fucking everything. Mm. 
because it was just like the walls of this bathroom. Every surface. E- like everything was, was this color. Was, was bronze. It wasn't like an outline of him. No, like, no. Yeah, I know, no, no. It was everything, just the, the bathtub shower oh. combo. So I don't was, know if he was like touching up in the bathroom or whatever, but just touching something in the bathroom. But and, but and like so the, yeah, coated? the 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 tub, the walls of the the stall, the sink, the floor, the wall, everything. Yeah, there was that. There was like, you know, hair products being used in there that were also coloring the entire place. You know, it was just basically... And then there's also like, you know, you bring towels into the bathroom, so then you get like, you know, a a little bit of the... the, the Still particles, little pieces of towel, little fluff, that layer of fluff that'll appear and stick to everything. All right. And just, you know, I'm... Relatively busy, so I didn't pay super close attention to it until it got super bad. And it's like, well, I'm not going to clean it because it's not my problem. I'm going to keep hammering this dude until he cleans it, and he's never did for a good long time. And finally, I was like, look, motherfucker. Anyway, so did did that stuff work? Yeah, absolutely. Oh wow, like, really? Cut through that shit. Oh no, it was shit that I just thought was like this. This it's I need to permanently done, seal yeah. this room. Yeah, uh, and it actually cut through oh, wow. all that stuff like relatively easily. Mine's, Highly toxic. Mine's- <laughs> Wildly, wildly. Jeff, I, I, don't, I don't know for sure. I don't know. I don't know. I assume it must be for it's what it, be for, for what it did to that bad. bathroom, for the other chemicals that it was fighting and winning. Right. Look, anything that good has to be bad for you. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. got to just. Right. It curls up the tails on every single sperm, just all the way up, just <laughs> swimming in circles. Yeah, not even. Just dead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was kind of going the other way on that. Uh, which, yeah, right? It kind of makes you worry because you're like, ah, is this stuff even worth it now? But, you know, did some research. People said, okay. Sure. I think it, just, it becomes a matter of, like, how much elbow grease are you willing to put in to yeah. through this? Well, whatever. I'm sure your bathroom is also not as bad as no. but every But also, every single, like, professional housekeeper I've ever known has their own setup. They're like, everyone swears by, like, no, I use this, this, yeah. this, and this, and fucking I use it at every single house, and it works awesome all the time. Just Tarnex on everything. And everyone's got their own set. Everyone has their own, like, three or four things. And I don't. And that's what I wanted to buy. So you're trying to figure out what your yeah. what your three or four things are. I wanted like the little blue caddy with like the you know yeah. brushes and yeah. bottles in it and yeah. be like, this is for the sink, this is for the shower, this is for the floor. This is for like the sliding part of the doors on the shower. Mm-hmm. That little metal groove that collects the yeah. world's grossest yeah. shit in it. Mm-hmm. Like use this to clean that. Oh, here's a tool for that. Great. Because my problem with cleaning that stuff is you wipe it with like a paper towel or a sponge or something. Now it's all just on there. All right. And where's that go? Wash down the sink. Hope then, for the but, best. Then, but then your sink gets clogged up because all that crap collects and in there. Then unclog your sink. And then you got to use a snake, and then it all it's I don't I don't like the process. Yeah, it's terrible. So I can't, I can't wait till you buy a house. Yeah, it could be awesome. Yeah, because then it, it's well, um, then it is all your fucking because then it, because then that problem extends to everything. Yeah, I've got I've got two holes in my wall that I'm just having fixed. One from a door stopper that wasn't working, and a door opened into it. Oh, and I tell you, one one I put my foot I I put my foot through the wall. Just anger? No, oh. no, just an accident. Like underneath the desk. Underneath the desk. Oh, like where I was yeah. using to like push yeah, away yeah, from yeah. the wall or something like that. And one day it was just it was like the day we got back from PAX. I was exhausted. It's a spackle. I was just I was pissed off about something, and I wasn't pushing hard. I was like pushing away and right through. Like yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> my foot's in the fucking wall. But but at least the good part about that is if you own the house. You can get to it when you want and right. not have to worry yeah. about some deposit. Yeah. Though that, that, that kind of piles up, turns yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Turns then out all of a sudden the, you've the, got like... The, the, I'll deal with that later. You'd never. You'd never deal with yeah. it. It's <laughs> fucking nuts. This is the accountability is gone. Yeah, because you're just like... 
And now, now that there's a hole down around where my feet are, yeah. I'm constantly worried that scorpions are going to crawl out of the wall and sting me in the feet. I wouldn't worry about well, scorpions. There's your vision. Well, that's what I'm worried about. <laughs> yes. Hey, you know what? You're right. I shouldn't worry about scorpions, well, but there you go. We can we can do two things here. Mm-hmm. All right, we can refocus your your worry onto something else more reasonable, like rats okay. or spiders. All right, which I'm sure underneath your house is just a teeming colony of both. Uh, it's, it's spider rats at this point. The spiders are fucking the rats and yeah. vice versa. And what it's if just, it's there's a whole... That little troll thing from Cat's Eye. Could be that, too. He's, gonna come He's to leading all the my, my, spider rats. My very brief rodent problem uh, has been dealt with for a good long time. And I'm hoping when the rain starts up again, it will not start up again. Or, so, okay, then we strike option one. Option yeah. two is we introduce scorpions into your house and validate the fear. <laughs> Say, yeah. So, yeah, you should be scared because there's fucking scorpions under your house now. Fuck that. And well, just, get over here! Ah, my feet! Oh. No! <laughs> these are the only solutions that I know of to these problems, so... Uh, spackle? You guys are the better, give us a call! And the... the some, you know... We start taking calls? The, <laughs> yeah. The webbing? Start, straight out. 1550. 357 I want a bathroom, uh, I want a bathroom with, a, with a drain on the floor. And I, then I just want to close the door... And I want steam and water jets to just melt everything and drain it down on the floor. And we'll clean There's a, a bathroom in an apartment in Japan I was in. It yeah. was not too far off from that. See? Where every they you know, know once you walked in, like everything in there was the shower stall. Basically. Oh yeah, yeah. And you just shower in the middle of the and the sink was there yeah. and just everything was all right. Water goes on the floor and out. Yeah. Into the world. Shit, shower and shave. Yep. Just sit right in that drain. Squat. Smash it down with your foot. Who's next on the phone line? Oh. Hey, what's up? It's Tobias calling for the scorpions. All right, Tobias, you want to hear the scorpions? Yeah, scorpions. I'm be like a hurricane, baby. <laughs> Do it for all the guys down here at Ted's Auto. <laughs> all right, Tobias, Ted's Auto, thanks for giving us a call. Who's the station you love? Classic rock gets you the most hey, every day. Casey. <laughs> Brought to you by Zap. Uh, Zep. Zep. Please. Like Zeppo. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get the lead out. Yeah. Z, Z, brought to you by Zep. P, P? No, just 1P. I 1P. Yeah, I would have thought 2Ps. Yeah, I would have thought 2Ps. I'm glad, glad we clarified. We're just getting all sorts of good brand recommendations. <laughs> Not at all video game related yeah. brand recommendations. I really like things that clean. Like, I like the restoration process. Yeah, I do too. I just hate doing it. Yeah. Like, if, if I, I, like, could... I like the fact that you can do it. Uh-huh. And I usually get as far as like, oh, yeah, I think I could do this. And then don't. And then yeah, stop. Totally. Yeah. Like, oh, I got far enough to to prove myself I this could my, be done. My favorite part, my favorite thing is, like, is not just cleaning supplies, but, like, non-traditional uses. Like, uh, using other things as cleaning supplies. Like, well, traditionally, like, yeah, the like main use for this product is not to clean whatever it is that you're going to clean, yeah. but if you use it this way, you can totally do that. Like I love that. Lemon juice to clean a wall or lemon something? Lemon juice and toothbrush. Yeah. Meth clean your whole bathroom. I like I like to use, uh, you know, do you ever, uh, like, toothpaste up a scratch CD? I've tried, but I haven't had the best of luck with that. It's because you use toothpaste with grit in it. Maybe. That's possible. That, that's not good for it. That's the exact opposite yeah. of what you want to do. I don't know if that's why, but yeah. I've used toothpaste to spackle before I moved out. Did you really? <laughs> Did you really? It's white. Did looks, you really? Looks fine, yeah. Did you really? Let's cover up those pinholes. Would that, would that actually, like, for a... For a walkthrough? For a little quick fix? 
Sure, why not? It smells great. I'm asking if you really did that. I, you're, you're, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not getting the read on you. I may have. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to bust you. I don't yeah. want to pull off my face and reveal to be your old landlord. Oh, I fucking do a Caravella. Oh, shit. I owe you seventeen fifty. <laughs> you're never getting that clean uh, deposit back. First and last. Fuck. God damn it. I hate deposits. Stand in New York. <laughs> Carry deposits. I'm glad I bought a house immediately after the last place that I was renting because the karma that was accumulated in the, the in the move out process of that place was yeah. such that you kind of earned your bathroom. I guess so. Yeah, You're totally. A, a, roll, a roll of toothpaste wasn't going to help you there. No. no, 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 no. The compound was left. I, I, I'm sure I must have told poorly. Yeah, yeah. I must yeah. have told that story on this podcast. Down? Wasn't that house going to get That was down? supposed to get torn down, but it's there are people there. living there. Behind the goddamn, what is it, the Lowe's? Yeah, the Lowe's. But it was a lot when you were living there. It was a, yeah, it was an empty lot that they were eventually going to build a Lowe's on. And the, the theory was that they were going to tear down these houses back here. Right. But they, they did both. Well, that's because there was also, like, that was supposed to be the start of, like, a bigger housing development right. that kind of yeah. never took off. Yeah. So there was, like, four rows of houses Have you up, been there? up there. I've driven up the dirt road to the place. Uh, a couple of times, and acted like, oh, this is not the place we're supposed to go. You couldn't really tell from the outside yeah. what had been done, uh, but I did see that they had a dog, and I felt really bad because of all... I mean, this just, like, broken glass emanating from that place, just 50 yards in any oh. direction of just busted beer bottles and windows. and Just hidden in the dirt. Yeah, just grass. like all the golf balls that got stolen and driven into the fields and stuff. It was great living in the middle of nowhere because it just got full-on fight club at night. Yeah. Um, and and that was that was pretty great. But when we were moving out, we took... So there were college girls that lived there before, and they all left their stuff there. Four college girls. As, as I was moving in, they were, you know, like slowly starting to graduate. Left it, or like, left it, left it. Left it, Like couches, that couches, busted TVs. The, the garage was just full of papers and, you know, like, like college papers sure. and stuff and uh, all this sort of stuff. So, you know, when it came time to actually move out and, and try to get the deposit back, we just stuffed everything in the crawl space under the house and then glued the crawl space shut. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like glued it? Like nailed, glued, like no one was getting in there unless they really wanted to Wait, see what was they, under the house. Do you think the guy just wouldn't go through the effort? Like he needed yeah, a crawl space. I don't think anyone right? would think. Well, it was a property management company, so it wasn't like oh, it was yeah. okay. a guy. Okay. That makes a larger company where right. they would just go and do the walkthrough. Oh, this like, must have always been sealed. Yeah. We got our full deposit back. Nice. That was... That's fraudulent. That's straight up fraud. Well, it's how much there was, there, was, we, there was a hole in the wall that was left. It was like two. It was like less than a foot off the ground, but the hole was created by someone's head <laughs> because they passed out in just the oh, right angle angle to just teeter over and boom, oh. head first and, into the wall. And then weren't there like a lot of mismatched doors? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but the doors from certainly didn't break into any of. The abandoned houses in the area and take doors Our out of there doors? to replace the doors we busted. <laughs> Were you there when we busted Jack's door? Yeah. yeah. Jack locked himself out of his room, mm. and we decided the only way to get in was to, like, someone hold the doorknob really tightly, and then, like, six dudes line up behind him, and everyone push it once. It oh, wow. Did it break the mold? Oh, yeah, right. The door. Like, like the, the whole thing. The door out. just we punched the, the lock through it, and yeah, it was, that door was fucked. And you can't just take another door. No, you cannot. We learned that the hard way. <laughs> different sizes? Yeah. Well, everything, they all hang specifically. Hmm. They're, they're cut for that space. Well, sometimes. Sometimes it's standard doors. Someone's peeking in. Yeah. He's like, my fucking door. 
guys trying to get in I here. know you guys. Yeah, we're talking about busting these doors here. Yeah. Uh, so I think in order to have gotten everything into the crawl space, that's a fair amount of work, I bet. Oh, yeah. 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 But less than actually properly disposing of it. Yeah. Well, if that Probably. crawl space were a dumpster, it would have been okay. Yeah, maybe. It's even like a couch. You know, couches were really left in the houses across the dirt road and the abandoned houses on the other side and stuff. It's classy, generally speaking. <laughs> sounds like a good. Sounds like a good area. Anyway, yeah. Thinking back on that, I say that the your awful spray tan bathroom. So wait, yeah, this I, is what I get for for that. So I that guess. bathroom yeah, wound yeah. up coming together. It, it's into a, a way that you're like, this is a nice looking bathroom. Yeah. Once it was done, it looked fan fucking tastic. Wow. For and, about and a week, and I'm sure it's just now back on its descent uh, to madness. That's great. It was acceptable. I like that. It, it didn't look like, oh, man, I'm never going to be able to get insurance on this house again because it's molded. You know, it didn't look like oh, that anymore. You think there was mold in there? No. Uh, it was just, uh, you couldn't tell. It was just like, ah, these walls are so bad, who knows what it is. I don't want to stand in here and breathe, that's for sure. Mm. You want to talk about video games? Yes. You want to talk about Iron Brigade for the PC? Sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Iron Brigade's coming to the PC. Hey, everyone. Jason here. Just a quick story about the, uh, the bomb cast. Uh, it's kind of a kind of a painful one. Um, don't normally like to talk about these sorts of things, but uh, it's it's certainly something that that stands out to me. Uh, one day, uh, I was not feeling the best. This this is in a time when it was it was after you know Drew had left us. He's he's not dead. He's just doing his own thing. Uh, and before Jan had come on board, God bless Jan. Um, and I was feeling the stress, uh, and, and I think I gave myself an ulcer or something, but, uh, we were setting up for the bomb cast one day. And, and like I said, I wasn't, wasn't really feeling good, that great. Like I was having some, I don't know, stomach pains. It was not fun, but show must go on. Anyway, I'm setting up cameras and stuff, uh, getting everybody framed, doing mic checks and stuff. Uh, when I felt this ex- Excruciating pain in my abdomen. As it turns out, I I was passing a kidney stone <laughs> uh, minutes, literally minutes before uh, we started the show, and I just hunkered down, man. And you just have to go through it. Like like I said, the show must go on. I I tend to take my job a little seriously sometimes, and maybe this was a little too serious, but. At the same time, I know how incredibly important this show is. Uh, people have pulled me, you know, aside at events. Uh, you know, we we get sent emails all the time with with people telling us, you know, how much, you know, the, the bombcast is a part of their lives. And I, as cheesy as it sounds, I think to those moments, uh, you know, when I'm feeling like, man. Uh, this is a show, whatever. It's not. It's 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 something much bigger than that. And I'm I'm incredibly proud to be part of that. Uh very humbled to be, you know, like with these people and you know, being able to uh just just talk in front of this many people. It's 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 an amazing experience. Like I said, I sometimes take my job a little too seriously, but I think this is one of those moments or one of those situations where it calls for it, you know. I'm I'm incredibly proud to be part of, you know, like making this happen. It's 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 a very cool experience. And 
And they get three travel points. It's a great idea. Fuck coins. Fuck them. I don't like coins. Fuck them. Get rid of them. I got in a crazy argument with someone not a couple weeks ago about pennies. About fuck pennies. He's all, no. You need pennies. I'm like, like, no. What do you need pennies for? Fuck, you need pennies for? You know, if we don't have pennies, then you're just giving all those merchants a free pass. To no, extra money. It's just it's just the makes the smallest denomination that's slightly bigger, but not in a way that is uh, that is significant in any way. But then at that point you're like, let's get rid of nickels too. Okay. Okay. When, yeah. when you you talk it. If you keep getting rid of the one, don't you just make the next thing the one? No, it's not like they don't always. Ha- there's not a like a. Or it's not in regular circulation, I don't believe, but like a one peso coin, like that's not worth anything. Like their their actual functional money doesn't go that small, and there's no reason for it to. Saying the inflation has killed the penny. Yeah, it, and also pennies cost more than they're worth to make. So that's like the number one thing of fuck pennies. So shouldn't you invest in pennies? Pennies are no, because pennies are like like. You no, know, you should do is is get pennies and then yeah, salvage them. Right, melt them down. Um, make a although, giant. Although even that's hard because you know you, you, it's, it's coated and, and all this shit. Giant copper ball. It's like one point <laughs> three cents to make a penny. So it's worth more. Your penny is worth more. Than it's worth more than its face value, but you can't get more than a penny's worth out of a penny because it's a penny. Not right now. Fuck pennies. After the apocalypse, pennies will be worth a dollar. They're like cockroaches. Pennies will still be around. Yes, a penny is worth a cockroach right now. I is agree. there is there copper in a penny still? I, yeah, there's a, little, there's a little coating of, of yeah. copper in there. <clears throat> mostly zinc, zinc or something? Yeah, yeah it's mostly okay. zinc. You know, rip the copper out of a fridge before I melt down my pennies. I mean, the form of the currency doesn't really have any any bearing. Whenever people talk about getting rid of pennies, I just think that they should go live in some militia bunker somewhere. Some, for some reason, that's all connected in my mind. I don't, I don't even see why. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's just... It's like, oh, we're going to get rid of the penny, and then we got all this canned food to survive <laughs> for the next 40 years. Like, just want a pouch of gold and weigh it when I go buy something. No one would miss the penny. I'd miss pennies. No, you wouldn't. Nah, probably wouldn't. I would miss sometimes giving people four cents more than they deserve. Fuck them. Why do they get it? I should get it. If 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 it was fifty, if, 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 if there was a coin flip in every transaction that said who got the nickel, like where in the where the rounding went, whether I came out on top or they did, then maybe. But the game every time. If they win every time, fuck them. What are you gonna do with those four cents? I'm what, are you, what are you currently? I'm gonna put them, what are you currently doing with those four sets? I put them in my uh, the the Roy Rogers uh, uh, charity thing that I stole from a movie theater. Yeah, and then from there, when that fills up, I dump it into this thing that a bunch of peanut butter pretzels were in that uh-huh. I bought at the Costco. Uh-huh. And when that gets so full that I don't feel like carrying it around, I take it to the Coinstar and turn it into Amazon stuff. See, that's, 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 you know what? Coinstar is, is the perfect reason of why fuck pennies. Is we, should just, we need to put Coinstar out of goddamn business. But if you get Amazon credit, they don't take a fee. Right. So, so you could just, if you didn't have pennies, you could just buy shit on Amazon. Well, no, because his no, argument no, is that they would, they, would, they would take that four cents and instead, he takes the four yeah, cents no, and then I'll nickels, and then I'll still do it. So you know, at some point, you know, every time I do that, the pennies only total up to like two or three bucks. Yeah. But fuck them, that'd be two or three bucks I would give to every merchant ever. Fuck merchants. <laughs> <laughs> that money is mine. I want my money. But I'm I'm proposing that for most people, that the time spent trying to get the value out of the penny is worth more than the penny. But I'm already getting value out of all the other coins. Like, if it was literally just like, here's where I keep my pennies, then yeah, I'd be a crazy person that they do television shows about me. But 
Because I'm arguing with all that other how, how much faster your transactions would go if pennies didn't have to be involved. Yeah, of, of the like, okay, one, two, three, four. Not like, that, not that much faster. Yeah, like over time, nationwide, all transactions, no pennies, everything would move faster. Why are you even paying with cash? Like, who even does that? I agree. With, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. That's the larger question. Mm-hmm. I'm let's for a let's, penny. Keep, I don't let's have keep going. Yes, I, yeah. I, I, let's just take this logical conclusion. I'm with you. Let's get rid of all cash. We just have to start with the penny. And I, it's, I, we can't get rid of all cash though until someone comes up with a purely okay. Bitcoins. There you go. If you want, if you want bitcoins to, to take over as the anonymous currency of record, then fine. I mean, but cash works pretty well for when you're buying things you don't want no one to know about. <laughs> it's it's. I find it interesting. This thing hooks up to your cable box. I don't know what it does. What does it do? Who fucking knows? I don't know. Here's two hundred dollars in cash. Let's just you give me this box and I'll figure out what it does. You take this two hundred dollars and do whatever. Oh whoops, Playboy Channel comes in. That's got to be a mistake. I guess I'll just leave it hooked up though. But I'll just I just won't watch it very much. I think it's interesting how how strongly people react to the idea of no pennies. Like it's this weird like just why do you want to take like, like no right? no yeah. why do you want to take no I. No, I want my pennies. I'm like, why? Because pennies. I want because I want pennies. If you could get rid of pennies in such a way that I still got my fucking money, <laughs> then fine. Like I'm not attached to the penny. I'm attached to quarters. But here's the thing: if it happens through the entire economy, it's it's in everyone's interest for it to be a balanced system. And for if costs go up that much for everything, then everyone's fucked. Like it's not it's not it's you're assuming that only the consumer is the person using this currency, but everyone would have to but use it. But then the you currency. can never make something four ninety nine again, so retailers would never want to get because then everything would have to be five dollars or four ninety five. Yeah. And it's like, well, four ninety nine They'd still call it four ninety nine. Just I mean, know, yeah. Know that you're gonna be paying I think the the mental the, the in here and the old Four ninety five works for me. Yeah, four ninety five, okay. nineteen ninety five. You see that pl- plenty. Yeah. What if it, you got a government money card? This is already a bad idea. <laughs> and any time there were pennies, it, they got put onto that card. And then when you because do the money still exists in a you know in a uh, intellectual sense. I mean, that's the. And if you're paying with a credit card, then whatever. It's it's just you know as before. It's, I mean, it's all fantasy anyway. Gold standard. It's all it's all made up. It's it's only it only works if you believe in it real hard anyway. Right. This this conversation is brought to you by Ron Paul. That's right. <laughs> Twenty twelve. Gotta go cash in my pennies for gold and see where that gets me. Yeah, there you go. Pennies, I want pennies for gold. Penniesforgold.com. You go there. It's just, Send us your pennies. I had no idea my pennies were worth so much money. <laughs> Turns out a hundred pennies is worth a dollar. Someone look up that site. In gold. <laughs> Dollar and gold, it turns out, is not very much. <laughs> Fortunately. Uh, Jeff, you play anything uh, for realsies then? Without. I, I, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to piss off. I feel like you're ready to start a fight. I got blood up about it. I just, yeah, pennies are dumb. It's like next pennies year. are dumb, yeah. but they're all we got, man. See, but the only solution. The only argument that I hear against them is just, gird. no, I want pennies. No, that's, it, I think my, my, I come from a very realistic perspective on this, is that I want my fucking money. Yeah. If that money's mine, I'm not going to just let them take it. That's four cents transaction, potentially, I'd be losing. Theoretically, up to four. As many as four. But cents. you're still thinking in a world where pennies exist. If all transactions no longer have pennies in them, then, then they just round it. And yeah. Then it's just rounding. Then it's and everything is rounded. Then for it, everyone. That, that's a slippery slope. That then all of a sudden everything is ten cents rounded to tens. 
then it's rounded to quarters. Yeah. Then it's rounded to dollars. Then yeah. it's like, oh, is the dollar worth anything? No. <laughs> then all of a sudden, yeah, th- that leads to a trillion dollar bill being out in circulation, and no one wants that. I mean, what do you do? Really? When, what, what do you do when there are taxation? Yeah, and yeah, I, the thing is, is the premise that the currency itself would lead to inflation is the thing that I can't buy. That's the part where it loses for me. Is is because because we barely deal with like bills or coins anyway. I think the, the you know like even the concept of numbers you can't just eliminate one through four in every single transaction uh, that happens around the world. Well, I mean you know so you, like you, 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 you got an interest or a tax rate, yeah, exactly. When you pay for gas, they are charging you fractions of cents and rounding anyway. Like, yeah. like it's, that's happening. And so, yes, that stuff could go on forever. That's but, why I siphon all my gas out of my neighbor's it's, gas it's, tank. It's, so you just lop it off at a point where it's no longer relevant. <laughs> Brad, how's your bunker? How's your, how's your bug out bag? I got, I got my MREs and my crank powered radio. So You've got your uh, I'm Confederate there. money. I'm getting there. It's the only stuff that's going to be any good. Bottle caps. Bottle caps. Got a jar of bottle caps in the closet. Bullets. So I played a... Uh, some track mania and watching people who had no concept of what the internet was or how it actually worked, or even kind of mocking the fact that they didn't yeah, know what they're like, talking well, look, about. I'm just a simple man here. I don't, I don't understand your internet, but I know stealing's wrong. <laughs> like, okay, remember Napster? Yeah, Napster like it was just, just people with no interest in getting informed and and you know whatever they're they're of an age that you know they might not be capable of getting informed at this point. Uh, but yeah, it could be frustrating to see that of like the yeah, the, fight, the fate of the future of this technology being in the hands of people. Look at these dumb fucking old white <laughs> men that don't understand how the world works anymore, yeah. but yet are still clinging onto it like it's theirs. They were like, out of the like, picture, like penny. What, what yeah. am I saying? Clinging yeah. onto what? Like pennies. No, pennies are fucked. God damn it! Just crazy old white man. Don't understand anymore. <laughs> oh, I love my pennies. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Jeff, yeah. Does Giant Bomb support Sopa or Pipa? Pipa? Pipa sounds. I don't know. We don't understand Pipo. He understood. We're typically up with Pipa around here. Right? Yeah. Uh, what about FIFO? We don't. Under, we do not support FIFA. No, no. FIFO first in, first out. Uh, we're more of a first in, last out. Yeah, that makes kind of sense. thing. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, the engine and the caboose. Word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we don't. We're not. We're, we're not. not okay. We we're, not, we're not political by nature, but no. but that's, I think we can all agree that shit is stupid. Yeah. Well, I think the only the only downside. Well, one of the downsides of taking your site dark for this period is unless you have something to inform people uh, when they go to your site of why you're down, which I hope they'll have. I, yeah. I, I think it, I think yeah. the plan is not just a black page. It's like it's like. Skylanders use my phone. Okay. Well, no, it's not okay. No Skylanders calling me. We'll see how this goes. Hey, buddy, it's Robot. What's cracking? I didn't pay for you. I'm not accepting this call. Come on, man. You will not accept the charges. Accept the charges. <laughs> not accepting the charges. I am locked up in a correctional facility. Please, will you accept the charges? Oh, fine. God. Click. Hey, buddy, it's Robot. <laughs> God damn it, Robot. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I'm not paying for all these collect calls. Uh, I just I'm at a payphone and this guy was talking some real some crap about you, so I burned him with laser guns and now they want to. I did not. 
I, I, Robot, I didn't say anything about doing that. They're looking they're looking for me pretty hard, bro. <laughs> I shot these, well, gears, don't call I, me. I shot these yeah. gears out of my wings and they hit a cop car and I look it's just been a long couple of days. <laughs> I haven't slept a lot lately and it's just I'm having a hard time with it. Oh, when I agreed to be your sponsor, this <laughs> we were in a different place. Okay? I traded my chip in for a pistol. <laughs> I just, just got to get off that dro drobot. <laughs> just never. <laughs> I'm gonna smoke till I die. Get your life straight, man. <laughs> From Plymouth, England, writes in to say that it has come to his attention that there are rumors going around that Ryan has a distinct dislike for Brad. Uh, needless to say, this deeply concerns me. Uh, I won't, I've seen this a few times on forums. I want to set the record straight. I don't hate Brad. It's good to know. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were one. I knew you. I mean, I knew you knew that. I said this. Like it's, it's, but but like it seems like any time there is, uh, it's some, some verbal horsing off, uh, on microphone, be it on a quick look or on the podcast, people read into that and think, man, he really hates him. Well, I don't know. Wasn't it like on Friday, weren't you talking to Sarah, and then didn't you text Brad, fuck you, Brad? No, no, I believe, wasn't there. I believe that I said, you ain't shit, was I, I the, uh, the text. That. And <laughs> then I believe I followed it up. And then he came back to IM and reiterated. Uh... <laughs> then I'm pretty sure I, f- I followed that up. Yes, you ain't shit. <laughs> you ate shit? No, you ain't. Oh. Friday, November 20th, 6th. So it wasn't a warning. I believe that was just because Sarah was claiming that she was going to hit you up for a copy of Assassin's Creed she, 2. Yeah, she thinks that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We tried to tell her that. Yeah, like, like, he doesn't, he can't. All right, last email, Brad. Last one. We just end this. <laughs> Would you rather. <laughs> oh, boy. Always be mildly itchy or always have to wear mildly damp clothes? Oh, oh wow! Could I do both? Damn, uh, damn. Always mildly itchy. Well, all right, where's so the wait. part where I launch myself into the sun? Hey, uh, so let me clarify, Brad. Here, if you're always mildly itchy, can you never seek relief from the itch? Well, I don't know. Because an itch, when you scratch, no, I think that you can scratch. Good. It's just it's it never going to stop itchy. But will it feel good? Do I get different itches? Or I don't think it does. It jump. I don't. I, I don't agree with you right that now. it feels good if it continues to itch. No, itchy, but like itchy requires you to do something, whereas dampness, you just got to be like, eh, I'm kind of damp. Do they feel damp, or is it, or is it actually damp? No, they say damp. Does the dampness lead to a mildewy-like smell? Uh, I'm sure. Mm. Like, yeah, right. You, you can change damp. your clothes, but, but they're, they're also they're, they're also going to be damp, right? right. Yeah, but you I can change them. Oh, and yeah. Eventually, you'll just get trench foot. Yeah. Mm. All over your whole body. Yeah. Oh, trench body. I bet yeah. you get used to the itchy. Like you may be. Mm, I don't know. Think about this, Dan. No, no. You may have been itchy when you were a newborn, and you just got used to it. Yeah, we're all itchy. You're all, the all time, itchy. Man. You just so, got used to the itch. So I have incredibly easy to irritate skin. So I am actually a little bit itchy, not all the time, but a lot of the time. It you don't get used to it. But if you were all the time, like the pain yeah. in my life, I've just gotten used to. Uh huh. And like you just live through it. Yep. It never goes away. You're nope. talking about the basic level of human suffering that we all endure. Uh, but here and there, everybody's on a different level. You just get you, it's, that's the itch, the yearn. That's life. But have you ever had like an allergic reaction to a medicine and it causes you to itch for hours? It's the worst. Have you ever eaten Taco Bell? Yes. And you break out in a cold sweat because you knew you just ate garbage. No. Imagine that. Remember who you're asking. Do you guys want to talk about Taco Bell? No. no. Vinny, when was the last time you ate an entire bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken? Uh, four years ago. Okay. They yeah. said they said they miss you. KFC. Yeah. KFC. Dan, do you eat like KFC? Yeah. In fact, the Taco Bell I go to has a KFC in it, so I'll get a side of macaroni a lot of the time. Could you eat that for five years? Yeah. 
That it's chicken is real good. Yeah, it's real so good. It's I, think, potatoes and gravy. I think yeah. we plumbed the depths of what Dan will, is willing to do for five years. Taco period. Bell, I believe, the KFC. Extra crispy? Uh, yeah. What if it were a bucket for every meal? I, I don't need that much KFC. No, but no, I mean, I'd be able to put up with a bucket for every meal. Yeah. We can't, I'd, we, go, I'd go with the no KFC. All right, stop. We can't do this again. Because I want to see this. <laughs> How much money was this? I'm done. I need this. You guys, you guys work this out on your own time. Oh. We got to get the hell out of There's here. There's no working any of this out. Bombcast to giantbomb.com? I mean, you get, or should we just switch to Tumblr? I don't know. Original recipes, <laughs> where it's at with that stuff. Keep emailing. Keep Tumblr in. Oh, uh, like the skin comes off. There's just goo under there. Yeah. It's goo. It's that like they glued it's it's like it life. on. I'll get like a two-piece. Come with that goo life. Two yeah, I'm that goo life. Yeah, you know, like oh. it, I got, I, but I don't, I, I don't like eating meat with bones in it. Oh, you're oh, missing out. God, if you could sw- uh, fill an in-ground swimming pool with their biscuits, I would jump in it. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, yeah, of course you would. That'd be fun. Uh, That's there, like there a bowl pit, but with biscuits, man. You oh, but they're so fluffy. Yeah. nothing naked. Yeah, oh, but then how do you nothing. know? I'm feeling the butter and like everything <laughs> around me. I want me. to become one with the biscuit. Those biscuits are. I want to there. commune with honey. With honey. So are you saying you want to join the Limp Biscuit fan club? Because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like you're professing yourself. <laughs> yeah. Durst. You want to keep rolling. Podcastjambomb.com. Okay. It's talking about my generation. <laughs> yeah. Is that where I can send an email? Yes. Can I ask about Taco Bell? Uh, no. I hope you're loving this Taco Bell right here. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run a you know, I'm gonna run a perpetual filter on emails that contain the phrase Taco Bell. I bet you couldn't eat a taco every oh my day. God. What? Let's get out of here. What are you talking this about? Podcast is over. We should have a com- could. We could do this. This is within our means. We could totally do this. One taco every day. Do you want to make, make a bet? I will make a bet. I will sign paperwork for five Am years. I yeah. Right now? I will and sign a five year bet. And you have to stream it every day. I can periscope Perisco, every taco I eat for five years. Stream, you I'll, do to. I'll do it. Guys, that that pay, 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 what if he wants to go on vacation somewhere? Like, uh, I'll make it happen. If you don't periscope the taco, it doesn't count. Yeah, you, I, I, would, are, I, I, I would genuinely what sign paperwork on that. Down? Down? That's like yeah, a thousand, a thousand dollar bet. Video is. Oh, that's too much money. A thousand dollars. You don't have to pay for five years. I know, but he says you do it even without money. This only increases. If you really could do it, you don't need to put If you really love Taco Bell, you would eat it for free. I wouldn't get tacos every time. I never get tacos. Once there's money involved, it has to just be a generic. We can't say Taco Bell bet. All right, like I said, you guys can work this out. All right, we'll work out the new cast. If you want to, yeah. Hey everybody, it's Jan Ochoa here. Also, hello Ben, this is me, Jan, giving my favorite memory of the Bombcast. They say you never forget your first, and I doubt that I will ever forget my first time on the Bombcast. I've been listening since the very beginning, so getting the chance and the opportunity to not only start working for Giant Bomb, but to add my voice to the uh, wonderful tapestry of voices that have graced the giant bombcast was for all intents and purposes a dream come true and something that I will forever cherish but while we're strolling down memory lane two of my favorite memories that immediately come up to mind is actually a more recent one where Ben had scared the ever living poop out of Jeff with uh, the infamous Ghost Cup. Hey, man. 
Uh, well, let me ask you these. Uh, let me ask you three questions here, and you just okay. say yes or no. Ready? Uh, mm-hmm. A connectless uh, Xbox One bundle. No. So no chance. It doesn't sound like anything is going to change tomorrow. No. Nothing. No. I mean, I think there. I still think there might be. A t- no. Okay. Don't you think it's a little premature to be making these kinds of predictions? I mean, you know, we're really close to no. April in PDs. Don't you think you would no. like to see the context of the sales figures before you really put your foot down on this? No. It doesn't sound like anything is going to change tomorrow. No. I mean, I think it would be fascinating to to watch two companies like duke it out at the same price point. I mean, no. The two media giants pissing in the wind. Uh, in front of the media, no, no, no. I think that's a little offensive. Uh, I don't know, Patrick, do you want to walk that one back maybe a little bit? No. Okay, I mean, you could say what you want. Pissing, pissing, pissing. Are you aware that your views represent all of Giant Bomb? I, I don't find that particularly interesting. Are you aware that there's an article on our site, pissing, written by you? No. Proclaiming the Kinect has been dropped from the Xbox One? No. What if I told you that there were? No. I can see it, Patrick. It says your name right on it. No, 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 no. Patrick? No. This news broke? No. No, it did. Pissing? Nope. No. Yes? No. Yes? I, I don't find that particularly interesting. No Connect 399? No. Patrick, do you have anything else to say? It doesn't sound like anything is going to change tomorrow. Okay, well, let's move on to the next question. How would you describe Dave Lang? Giant pissing in the wind uh, in front of the media. Okay. A price drop... For Xbox One. Does a bundle count? In Allentown, Pennsylvania, says, Hey, Giant Bomb, what's the best type of buffet? Chinese pizza, or the one that just have dinner foods, ham slices, turkey, mac cheese, mashed potatoes, etc. Bellagio. You say Bellagio? Does that count? That's a seafood one, isn't it? Though? It's no, 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 it's, it's everything. everything. Okay, it's it's in everything. It's just, yes. it's just it's high It's a standard Vegas okay. hotel. But, okay, I, let's not talk. We're not talking, talking specific. Pipe. I really like Cliff House. Chinese is uh, a Sunday brunch. Yeah, that's expensive, and you got to wear slacks for that. Again, you guys are getting too specific. uh, Chinese is always of questionable uh, effect on your health. But a pizza buffet will be so short lived. Like that's doughy. Really, how far could you really go down on a pizza buffet? There used to be a place. Let me tell you a tale, Vinny. Mm. There used to be a place. place. Really bad, dark, dark, bad, dark place in Runner Park called Paradise Pizza. All right, paint me this picture. This place is long since closed. I think there's some, like, a a health club there. Health club there now, which is just, like, reversing the bad mojo that was created. (laughs) This is, is it was attached to the QZAR. It was attached to the laser tag place. So you go play some laser tag or some bad arcade games, or you go to Tube Town, which was also attached. What happens at Tube Town? It's just like, you know, those, like, hamster tube things that you put kids, it's like McDonald Land, but huge. Does it smell? And there's lots of, uh, you know, ball pits and stuff. Oh, wow. You know, it's just kind of like indoor bounce house plus all that yeah, other dumb stuff. Sanitary. Yeah. Lost children in there forever. Souls. <laughs> yeah, like a absolutely. There's definitely crazy that shit was haunted. No Max, doubt. Max Payne 3 level taking place. So in this is clearly a high quality uh, eatery that would be directly attached. And I mean, like, like the same space, not just like, oh, it's next door to it. Yeah. Like. You walk in through the QZAR door, and then you make a left and go into uh, a tiki-looking area. Shitty, tiki-looking place that was also a running sports water. bar. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. i got to take off. Bye, Brad. i got to get back to Final Fantasy. Bye. All right, have fun. See you. Cast Firaga. <laughs> I am, uh, but you still got me. I'm still under the spell. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this place, one night a week. Thursday nights? Eventually they expanded it to like three nights a week. Oh, but yes. Thursday, yeah, was, Thursday was the night. I had quit. I had Thursday broken broken the, the shackles earlier than that. You guys kept going after I had bowed out. But uh, 
It's a place that one night a week, you put down some money, all you can eat pizza. What kind of pizza? Like, but it was like, it wasn't a buffet style. It was just like order up. And keep ordering. And keep ordering. So we were ordering two large pizzas, and there, then as soon as those there would show up. There were three of us sitting down, usually. Yeah, usually. A, a, sometimes a, a four. Team, team of three. Sometimes you'd have some, sometimes some extra. Two. Sometimes two. It was not good. When Never, it was one. Two. Never one. Never one. Never one. No. No. Not on my watch. Did you get least, pictures no. of soda? Yes. Pictures yep. of whatever. Pictures of soda. You know, they, they were um, expecting to make it up on the beer, but yeah. we, we would get soda. I'd, sometimes I would order a pitcher yeah, beer and then just, and then just drink out of the pitcher. Yeah. Make like I was in Midnight Madness. Uh, say that a lot. So yeah, the the two pieces would show up, and you would immediately order one more because you needed it in the chamber. Because right, otherwise, right, right. you'd finish you'd finish right. that first one, or you you know finish the first two between the two of you, and then you're waiting for the next one, and you you yeah. then your fullness starts hitting you, and you're like, oh, you can't do. So we were you know maximizing our health degeneration chaining in this. Pizza, right? Yeah, yeah, chaining pizza combos basically, yeah. but not combos. Infinite infinite combinations. Yes. Uh, and you know you, you wouldn't eat the crust because you're like no that's just more. Dumb. I always ate the crust because I like the crust. You gotta yeah. stay off the crust. You gotta stay off that crust, son. That's how you lose. And it was I got crust and I got crusted. <laughs> and then <laughs> the the weird epilogue to all this is that Jeff ended up living with like one of the waitresses. All three of them. All three of the waitresses. Girls pizza that place. we met from this awful pizza place from our awful pizza eating habits that almost killed us. You sure you just weren't in some pizza fever dream for like no, three or four lived, months? This, he lived with these girls for a while, and they eventually all moved out, and then he lived in that place with a bunch of other degenerates. Yeah, I started moving my friends in. When <laughs> you live with three girls, like, they kept the place nice, and, you know, yeah, the bathrooms cool. were clean, and it was like... Yeah. Like, like nice party house, and they were all in college, so it was like you know they were drinking all the time. Like I, I was like waking up like on a Thursday morning and walking out, and there's like a girl watching TV drinking a can of Bud Light at like eight thirty in the morning. I'm like, this is the best. <laughs> Get home and like sake bombs. I'm like wow, all right, <laughs> what? All right, yeah, sure. Fine. And they, they keep track of the, the whiteboard, keep track of bills, and just you know they were yeah, yeah they, they were partiers, but they were responsible. You flip the coin, and then you came up. in, and they then the first girl left. They started graduating. First girl left. And it was like, well, my buddy here needs a place to live. Or not even my buddy, this guy that I know this from this band. This guy that I sort of know who's in a band. I'm going to try and get him to live here because he seems like he's okay. <laughs> he didn't even really need a place to live. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Just sort of like, hey, just come live out in the wilderness here. I think his living, his, his living situation was not great. Not so it was like, it was kind of like a take it or leave it sort of thing. But it would end up being closer to his work. So like the, the girl had the master bedroom moved out. So I moved in. Uh, there, and then my room was open. So then Chris moved in there. Yes, and so that's that random roommate ended up being half of Midnight Brown. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So so it all comes back to shitty all you can eat pizza. So that's, a world there's, there's, there's like a, there's a whole crazy yeah exactly like there's a the things that happened because of Paradise Pizza in our lives are, are significant. I learned how to drink Jägermeister <laughs> at Paradise Pizza. No, well, because at the house uh, at that house. Because of and yeah, yeah, that house was home to lots of drunk teens. <sighs> so awesome. <laughs> so to answer your question, I don't know Chinese. <laughs> no, honestly, I like dinner food, like like macaroni and cheese, and you know slices of roast beef and mashed potatoes. That can stuff, be good. Just the, the the swings can be real hard. Like I think there's there's a lower level of general quality to a Chinese buffet, but the variations are more slight. I've had I've had crappy pizza at Chinese buffets. Sure. Yeah. 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 I yes, had. as have I. Yeah. As have I. I uh, no, I'm, I'm taking the... I, I think there's a less variation at the dinner place. Like, you know, when they're just carving meat off a big hunk of meat 
this dude sitting there kind of dressed up like chef, but you know, he no chef. <laughs> He's got tattoos on his hands yeah, and yeah. shit. So, um, no. I, that, that's my favorite. Me? I don't know if I've been to this dinner style. It's just like, you know, just home hometown buffet, just like, just like you know, Vegas style buffet, like, like they've got that same type stuff. Like, yeah, sure, they got like fried, fried chicken, chicken, but it's just like you know, they've, 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 they've got the carving station, so it's like the like roast beef. Yeah, they've got like fried chicken and they got salads and they got you know, it's just like regular salad bar dinner food. I feel like it's, yeah, the it's Chinese food umbrella fits so much of that stuff in in a really in really bad quality, right. Yeah, so. yeah. Like I, I like a I like a Chinese food buffet that has French fries and pizza. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I like fried chicken sometimes. Right. And like, yeah, but that stuff is never like uh, of the same quality as going to a place that dedicates like no. we got all this these mashed potatoes. Come and get some kind of these mashed potatoes. Usually and. You know what I have to do when I, get, when I get out of well, see, I think we're getting into some weird space. Like, I think if we're going to say Chinese buffet, we have to, like, say Chinese food at the Chinese buffet. There are definitely Chinese buffets where they pack in. So it's like, well, it's not really a lot of Chinese desserts, so we got all this green jello. I like the Mongolian barbecue. You know, you want to go, like, do up a bowl and have them throw it out there and work it around with the sticks. Like, that's a buffet, technically. That's I guess it's kind of a buffet, sure. Yeah. And that place also then has the half-ass Chinese buffet right. attached to that. But that all that stuff went so far downhill in quality when the ownership changed. Yeah, it's too bad. Yeah, Pour one out for the game. Cottingtown Mall, man. It's got nothing now. I think we've talked about buffet before, and I, I've, I'm off my game. I can't, yeah, I no. can't really. Jeff, Jeff and I, over the, the yeah. Christmas break, we went yeah. to that awful, soul-crushing buffet experience. And uh, I don't think I need to eat at a buffet again. For I've never really a long, had long, that long, long, long time. that kind of sadness that a lot of people have of like, oh man, I've gotten old until I've gone back to a buffet. And so that was we realized like, no, man, I can't do well, this that, anymore. That thing, like, I, I, look, I look back to the the pizza era of just like, dude, we ate four large pizzas and there's two of us. That's bad. It's super bad. But but then it was like that's badass. It was like right. yeah, nailed it on these pizzas. Fuck yeah. you guys. And, and it got really bad because it just became this weird macho posturing of just like, fucking eat. We doing? <laughs> Don't stop. And it's just like everyone <laughs> egging each other on. He's like, I can't do it anymore. Like, no, we'll do it. Suck it up. Like, it was horrible. Come on, somebody, Nancy. Yeah. If somebody would like tap you in the stomach, you'd just feel like you'd rupture. Yeah. Just, like, oh, yeah. I was, was like, like walking kind of back, like arched back out of the place. And you know what? It was me moving in with those girls that ruined the whole thing. That we stopped, yeah, we stopped going there. Thank God. Uh, again, I think I stopped before that happened. Yeah. And that uh, that ended up working out great. Though, yeah, I don't know, because like, it was weird, because then the pizza was free, and all of a sudden you don't want it anymore. That's right. Because well, it was no longer like we're gaming the system, like they're, they're, you know, they charge you this much for the pizza, and we're going to maximize our value, get out of this place. Right. Well, it's like when you and work. And we were taking the pizza home a lot of the time, which they weren't supposed to let you do, but since we were there all the time, it was like... Yeah. It's yeah. like when you work at one of those places, and then you're like, I just I don't want to eat this food anymore. Like, I just... I, I handle it all day. Oh, what what are bringing day? home pizzas, like, fairly regularly? Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you know, it's free food, whatever, and... More money for booze. Yeah. So it was like that That pizza was readily available, but the ironic thing was that at that point, you nobody wanted want it. it. It's like, hey, you want to bring your own pizza? Not really. <laughs> What's good, Giant Bomb? It's me, Austin. Uh, ben gave me the invite to, to participate in this, and honestly, uh, I am humbled uh, and honored. Uh, I, have, I have always been honored to be even a blip in the 10-year journey that is Giant Bomb. Uh, and, you know, I guess the, the idea here is to share some stories. And I feel like a lot of stories are, are already known because they took place in front of the camera, the way that we stumbled into, like, Contradiction Spot the Liar, or the way that, uh, you know, Project Beast turned into something really special. Um, or even things that were, like, 
pretty much public knowledge, like the way in which Vinny's uh, prized desk fell apart in front of, not in front of the camera, but only a couple of days after we got it. Um, I remember walking into the studio and seeing his face, and he was just devastated as it cracked in half. And we would, we'd been sitting on those terrible stools for so long. He was so excited to get us a proper desk, and then it was just busted. Um, but I think the stories that really appeal to me are the ones that happened off camera. You know, things like the fact that in the middle of my first interview at the company with Vinny and Alex, we somehow stumbled our way into like a 10 minute long bit about time travel that I think ended with me hiring myself. Cause I think it was a bit, I'm pretty sure it was a bit. Um, or, you know, there's a lot of stories that for some reason or other have to do about travel, right? A lot of stories in cars and hotel rooms and airports. And I, I don't know if that's because those are time spent at conventions like E3 and PAX or if that's because, you know, when you're in a tight space like a car, you find a way to make some, some interesting memories. Um, you know, I, I feel like one of the best things about being part of the Giant Bomb family is the way that they can transform moments that would otherwise be sad or melancholy into something special. Uh, you know, we were driving up to PAX East, me and Vinny and, and Alex in his, in his car, and uh, Prince died. It was the year Prince died. And I remember, you know, we had a kind of a sad conversation at first about the, the loss of such a great artist. Um, and we, we had a great conversation about, you know, who is the prince of this generation? But with Vinny and Alex in the car, like, it wasn't long before we were talking hypotheticals about aliens and about demons and about all sorts of weird potential cyborg wars of the future. And somehow all of it still had to do with Prince. Or I think about the time that, you know, Vinny and I were sharing a hotel room during a uh, game of the year uh, out in, in SF. And uh, for whatever reason, I, I mean, I guess the reason makes sense, which is it was game of the year and neither of us had finished Soma yet. And we knew we should finish Soma. And so we stayed up late every night, two or three nights in a row, just to finish that terrifying game. Uh, and it was great. You know, it's a fantastic story. But it's just such a unique experience to sit in the dark in a hotel room with, you know, someone who is basically your boss uh, and and playing a horror game and being just scared shitless and, you know, maybe not stuck on puzzles, but, like, working out puzzles together. Uh, I'm so glad that's how I got to explore that game. Like, imagine hitting some of the kind of more mindfuckery uh, the, the weirder elements of that game with Vinny Caravella in the room with you where you can immediately pause and turn to him and go, okay, but how does consciousness really work and fall deep again into some weird hypothetical bullshit? Um, or, you know, that whole trip was great because it was the first time that I'd really gotten to spend with some of the West Coast folks. It's one of those things that's like, you know, we talk all day, but, but and we see each other at conventions, but it was rare that I got to actually hang out with a West Coast team. And it was such a great time, and they were so welcoming. You know, I think about the time that uh, Jeff was willing to let me do a knife show bit with him over a, I think it was like a Mixler stream or maybe a Periscope or something. Um, but that was really fun. Uh, and then, and then the last night of Game of the Year. I mean, the thing you have to understand about Game of the Year is like it's a battle, and it's often a battle against each other. But also, there's a sense of it that's like you're all just fucking in it together and you're exhausted together and everyone's putting in the same hours and it just sucks. It's beautiful. I love it. 
but it, it you leave it. You leave the other end, and you just beat. You just beat the shit. And so we went to this little hotel bar nearby, and however it wound up happening, it was like, you know, a, a cool winter evening, and uh, Drew and I, um, shout-outs to Drew, wound up next to this fire pit, and he was just, like, regaling me with information about, I, I don't Soviet tanks, probably, I, spies. I don't remember. We had, a, we had an incredible conversation about... The German language, I want to say, Drew. If this is right, you let me know. Um, and and it was just one of those moments where, even though Drew and I had only ever spent, you know, a week, ten days in the same place, the conversation we'd had online and the t- that ten days was like special enough to bring us really close together and and help us be uh, super tight. And that's why, like, ever since then, you know, I. Obviously, I've moved on, and uh, Drew has moved on, obviously, too, but it feels like once you're part of the family, you're part of the family, right? I I ran into Drew just this past E3, and we got lunch together, and I think he told me about going to Mongolia. He was about to go to Mongolia, and, and I told him about some cool card games he should play. Um, and, you know, every time I see anybody, every time I see see Jeff or talk to Brad, or it's it's we all have each other's backs. You know, I I have worked in a lot of places. I love my team over at Waypoint. I truly do, and I have their backs, and they have my backs. There was something about Giant Bomb that really, truly felt like us against the world, and I've I've never felt that same thing anywhere. Um, and uh, I'm so grateful to have been part of that. I'm so grateful. I've learned so much from the folks there, and you know, all I can say is that I hope to continue to be able to drop by the Beastcast every now and then, or or crash a stream, or. Uh, at the very, 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 very least, tweet back and forth with Jeff about hip-hop. It's pretty much all I can ask for. Thanks so much to everybody who uh, has given me support over the years from the Giant Bomb family, uh, including you, the listener. Um, y'all ha- have been really great to me. Uh, I- I'm being completely sincere here that I know that when I arrived, it was like a weird new step. But so many people were nothing but kind to me and encouraging and let me try new stuff. Uh, and... I wouldn't be anywhere near where I am now without your support and your uh, your love, and that's what makes Giant Bomb special. Um, so continue to show that love to people. I genuinely, from looking from the outside in, uh, it's so fucking cool to see Abby and Ben and, and, and Jan, like seeing what Giant Bomb has become, even in the short time since I've left, has been so exciting for me. So, so congrats to Giant Bomb for 10 years, and... I, I honestly believe that there's another 10 waiting to happen that are going to be just as fucking cool as the first 10. Peace. The endpoint, and usually it's a pretty straight line to get there. Yeah. At least from what I've seen. Let's so run far. down the rest of our Final Fantasy checklist then. Uh, are there ch- have you seen a chocobo? Yes. It's a tiny little baby chocobo that lives in this guy's afro. Phoenix Down. Which is actually all right, I guess. It's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah Phoenix so. Downs. Yes. Although they actually refer to it as like a pile of feathers now. It's like you found a tuft of phoenix down. Oh, okay. So that is also super oh, expensive. Down. Yes. Oh no, <laughs> down. Did that just blow your mind? You know what? I'm gonna admit oh it just so, just so Jeff doesn't look like an idiot. Phoenix. I down. totally didn't oh my God. think of that. I just really? thought of like 
Yeah, I thought it was just like oh weird. Yeah, it was just like tech. something that, like, when they translated in English, they didn't have a ton of space. They just like went, "Phoenix down." If you're down, we'll raise you up. I never actually considered the two words oh my God, as yeah. to be their actual yeah. meaning. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that is, that you would rise like the phoenix and be down from a phoenix. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can't. I'm trying to remember. Wow. I, I feel yeah. like I should give those guys more credit than they came up with that. It's always just been like dumb. Oh, we should quit. Like whatever. clearly, just not qualified for this. Oh, that was. Awesome. We can't come up with. Damn, son. You can't make this stuff <laughs> up. <laughs> You know that the you, know, you want to talk to me about monomate, diamate, and trimate? I, we can talk about that. <laughs> Star mate. Uh, if it makes you feel better, I can't remember what game they went from life potion to phoenix down, but it took me most of that game to make that connection. Yeah, just because I spend so much time looking at these games, but uh... usually pretty fun. Yeah. Mark Cerny got to see Mark Cerny talk. Yeah. Got to see uh, Richard Gary talk about going to fucking space. Right. I haven't seen Mark Cerny. Documentary coming out. Real he soon. does. He does. I saw a trailer for it. Is that not out yet? No. I thought people said it was on Netflix. Maybe, maybe. I don't oh, know. No. I, I was on. No, I, I, I want to see that. I think it was at. <clears throat> okay. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Because I saw pictures of him like at a premiere or something. But uh, yeah, he just basically got up on stage and like talked all about his fucking ship, his spaceship moon. You can go to the moon. Uh, his, his space travels, and then he said, "Yeah, and then we're gonna fucking send everyone to space. Peace." It was awesome. I'm in it. I'm in it. Whatever you got, space. Richard Garriott, I want to go to space. You and John Carmack gonna take me to space. I think that was with how that ended, right? It was like, it was like pretty yeah, much. I'm talking to John Carmack. I'm gonna send you all to space. Peace. Everyone went, "Yay!" <laughs> fucking dropped the mic <laughs> and took off rocket legs. Those two thin little red they tails. Get, they get in their rocket, the and that's how the movie ends. Yes. His rat tails get into their own personal rocket. <laughs> I think it's like at the one, doesn't it? No, it's, yeah. it's two. Really? It's, yeah, it was at least at, at dice. Oh, it, it had multiple. But I wouldn't give her just one rat tail. <laughs> the motherfucker's got two. Flaunting it. Oh, jeez. He's been to space. Yeah. He created Ultima. So he got his other. Has two rat tails. So he got his other rat tail. It's a castle. It's a space rat tail. He built yeah. a castle in Austin. Oh, yeah. It's like Dark Phoenix, you know, it's going to come alive and. Did he blow all of his money on that, or yeah. okay? The castle is the, the, the trip. Something he said during Dice was like, like, yeah, at this point, basically, just, you know, game development is funding me going to space, and once I ran out of money, got to go make another game so I can get to space. That's it. I love that you know single-minded determination. There's but, something to yeah, that. That man, Fabula Ross, are going strong. <laughs> oh. well, now he does social. Whatever he went to space. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he will always always have a leg up in any argument on which space. Did he? Did he <laughs> did, was, was he just high orbit or was he space space? This is a space oh, sure, station, probably. Yeah, that would or like low orbit. orbit. Oh, that's lower orbit. Yeah. Well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. What's his agenda? What's he doing up there? Well, his dad was in NASA. Yeah, his dad was an astronaut. Do you need something other than just, I want to go to space? What's my agenda? I want to go to fucking space. What do you want to do up there? I don't know. Be in space. I want to build a giant laser. There you go. Is that what you're making sure That's why Jeff's not allowed into space. (laughs) I want a pioneer program by which we launch all our garbage directly into the sun. And why why don't we do that? It's probably too expensive, right? Because what happens when the first rocket explodes and garbage goes everywhere? It goes into the sun, right? It'll just keep going into the sun. On its way up? Yeah. Oh, like, whatever. Rockets are fine. 15 miles in the the air, it blows up. Cheap disposable rockets that we can get get out of Earth's atmosphere, pointed directly at the sun. No more dumps. Brad, no more landfills. I like this, yeah. this is my platform. Launch garbage into the sun. <laughs> Brad, this is why you launched out of Florida, so that if it explodes, no harm. Just still looks like Florida. Yeah, right. oh, totally. it's just, oh, yeah still Florida. Florida. Lands in Florida. It's like, yeah. to wash, whatever. Do <laughs> you know what's easier or the closer to? Tough. Tough podcast. Why are you, yeah, why are you over the place? Florida. 
We're talking about Kevin Prince, Bacon. Though. Prince gets his proper's here. Do you know what's easier Always. to achieve escape velocity the closer to the equator? That's uh, why we yes. launch from Florida and Texas. I didn't know that. Yes. Because I also watch from Earth to the Moon. Yes. Which, there? which, if you haven't seen it, you should oh, watch man, that's that. really good. Because it'll series, all burn right? up when they, before it even gets to the sun. It won't even get close. Exactly. Just burn up all the garbage. So why bother Why launch it in any direction? Yeah, launch it in You'll any one direction. I, I could see someday. some environmentalist being like, what if it lands on an alien planet and then we're dicks? Well, well you, space environmentalists. Would burn up entering that atmosphere. Maybe. Well, so the velocity, we don't know anything about their atmosphere. I imagine the environmentalists would be more peeved about the rocket fuel burned to get this garbage into space. What's better, though, burning some rocket fuel or filling the planet with junk? So why with dolphins choking on six-pack rings or some rocket fuel? I can see your attack. Way, yeah, way, way to plug yeah. that gem wow. out of the fucking 1980s. <laughs> six-pack ring. is still a very serious problem. <laughs> Not everyone rings. cuts their fucking six-pack rings. How many fucking <laughs> sodas come in six-packs with the rings on them they anymore? They sell them all over the place. What are you talking about? You can, we can do really? a six-pack ring fucking now. Yeah, dude. You can't cardboard. Go to a 7-Eleven and buy a six-pack of beer. They sell it like a six pack of beer. Do they? Yeah. I thought they like no, plastic, they rings, plastic rings. Yes, yeah, still the, the last the last six pack shit. that I saw was like they had, they started like shrink wrapping them into the there's six some pack. There's some of that. Yeah, there's some of that. Those three pack of tall cans of Budweiser. Yeah. Those oh, you're are, right. Those are you're all totally right. Pack. No, you're right. Surprisingly, well, yeah. rings aren't made out of corn at this point. Yeah, they might be. Yeah. Made of, they're made out of dolphin. Everything's so. made out of corn. Yeah. Dolphin True. corn. It's dolphin corn. All this is why we need a space elevator. So you just take okay, the elevator up yeah. the elevator. Yes. I would. I would. Ex- you know what? Rocket would be more fun. I would. Yeah. I would accept a space elevator. You take a space elevator to the space station, then you just go outside just and chuck throw it. it at the sun. <laughs> it's gonna make it. Like, <laughs> take this, you <laughs> asshole. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> SPF, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of throwing garbage at the sun from yeah. space. I also like the idea of like a million dollar, a million dollar trip to just hurl a styrofoam <laughs> cup at the sun and then go back down. Done. Take a picture. Woo. All right, let's go back down. I think I'm done. That's it. That's all I. That's, that's all I could bring with me was that one piece of garbage. Like tabula rasa too. That was maybe not the most effective use of <laughs> my energy space time. or my space time. Of everybody's time, of NASA's time. Of <laughs> I thought I better build the Mr. Fusion. Yeah. That's the only solution. Two options. Okay, Throw the garbage good. into space. First man, 2012. Or build Mr. Fusion. These are the two projects I will fund. If you vote for me. <laughs> the only two projects. So you're saying you the only two projects, and once one of them is successful, you're shutting down the other? Yeah. So there's a little competition? Well, yes. So it's like, hey, get your shit together yeah, exactly. for projects, because we will axe your ass. The Mr. Fusion would get us to space on its own, I think. Well, then you could just power the rockets by Mr. Well, yeah, Fusion. Then, yeah, yeah. You yeah. then you're using the garbage to burn as fuel. <laughs> then how then why even send the rocket? Exactly. <laughs> we didn't think this through. <laughs> no, I'm saying. Then, it's, then you're taking people into space because whatever. Yeah. And then you're throwing people at the sun because they're prisoners. <laughs> There's way too many of them. Yeah. Because oh, everyone That's is. the other part of my project. <laughs> that's the dirty. No more right. prison. Oh, man. I'm not. I'm rescinding my endorsement. Endorsement of you. Are you a criminal? Are you afraid you might get launched into the sun for being a, a murderer or a raper? Because those are the sorts of people that deserve to get launched into the sun. No, because I want to see more Kevin Bacon movies. All right. Well. He's got to conf- I can't. I can't you a child. Burning up in orbit. Hurling him into the sun because you think he did some bad stuff. Because you saw Sleepers on HBO. Uh, look, I did horrible stuff. To the space station! <laughs> the space catapults! Take him to the murder slingshot! <laughs> Very d- direct to the point name <laughs> of the device. 
Yeah, well, you don't want to misunderstand. You don't want to make it sound like a cool thing, like ooh, space slingshot. Let's go. I want to go up there. Like, no, it's not. It's like how the, in my it's mind, the good. space slingshot. Everybody hopes he just made it to the sun. Can't see him anymore. Just just assume he made it to the sun. Well, he's gonna, or he'll make it to the sun eventually. Or he made it out Would of it be Earth's cool atmosphere. And unusual for to for you to not launch him with some oxygen. So you can see it go down. I mean, how's that work? Like, what's the? What's well, he's the, probably do you want him to get like in, sucked into the vacuum of space and killed, or do you launch him with the sun and let him burn up? Why so, like in a space suit, so yeah. he's protected until he. Yeah. Jeff, here's the thing: the sun is super far away. Right. I don't think hmm. he would survive just a like. All right, like sub light speed New plan. trip. It's the space slingshot will shoot you fast. <laughs> You have to save that for your second turn. Okay, yeah, yeah, all right. That's our, come on, come on. you got to have some sort of carrot on that. No, the, the second term is when it goes below murderers and there's just more undesirable. It's just, it's just like, we ran, out, prisoners we ran out of murderers, so... This guy who ran against me in the elections lost him under the sun. <laughs> well, best of luck to you in your campaign, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, we're doing quite well. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I hope you have... Thank you, the children. Have fun at DICE. I guess is the moral. That's where he's going to announce his platform. Yeah. yeah. I, have just, rhymes. I have just patented the ability to yell skulls at your iPad and then <laughs> vodka shows up at your house. <laughs> I am working on all new technology. If you pour vodka on your iPhone, more will show up. It's like the, you take the last drips of your vodka, just pour it on there. It detects that this is the bottom of a bottle, yeah, mostly backwash. Got to a, a, a fucking vodka sacrifice gotta here. Gotta get a little, yeah. get a lot. Exactly. Yes. Sacrifice. Uh, uh, that's a little easier than this yelling thing. I might be in on some of that. All right then. Great. Yeah. The yelling thing. Don't worry about it. the yelling thing. The guy that made that's getting launched into the sun <laughs> scene. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put any money on that one. Just, well, you didn't hear it from me. You didn't hear it from I'm going to need some more vodka for that. Yeah. Pour a little out. All right. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Ben. Just wanted to pop in and say, uh, first and foremost, thank you to all of the listeners out there, the fans who uh, not only submitted clips. You know, we got dozens of, of clips from all throughout the Bombcast's history 10 years ago up until as recently as this year. So thank you. Uh, if we would have included everyone we got, this show would be unmanageable in length. But uh, thank you for, for those of you who took some time out of your day to share your favorite memories uh, with those who have a fondness for it or those who want to hear these things for the first time. And also just thank you to everyone for supporting the show. It means a lot to us to have such a passionate fan base and you know i know what it's like to be a giant bomb fan you know i I, i've been following the site since its inception and about a year and a half ago i found myself in this very studio going from fan to crew member and it was kind of surreal um I remember before my first bombcast, I went out to this uh, breakfast place and I ate just the worst <laughs> breakfast imaginable of like, it was chicken fried steak, huge plate of hash browns, bacon and sausage, eggs, 
and of course like a huge glass of orange juice or something. So I felt I felt sick coming in for my first episode and I'm I was already nervous. I was ready to sit back and say almost nothing, but little did I know Jeff and Brad were ready to throw me in uh, you know, heat of the moment and it was really it was really cool. In retrospect, like I, I'm glad they did it. it. You know, it's it's been a year and a half now, and I feel like I'm getting the hang of things around here. And it, it's it's just really weird to be on the other side of it all. But it doesn't take away my enjoyment of it at all. And and like you out there, I, I know how much Giant Bomb means to this world. And I'm looking forward to ten more years of wonderful memories like the ones y'all have shared with us so far. So thanks again and enjoy the rest of the show. Sonny's got balls. Balls of steel. Blowing balls. You know who else has balls? Don't. Peter Molyneux. Sure does. Have any of you seen this? Did you see this also? Kind of another, no. another big thing from, right. so yeah, the countdown on the, the Lion's Head site uh, finally counted down. You got to see Peter Manu's big, glorious, liver-spotted balls. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> that, was, that, was the, that was the revolutionary reveal. But then you really found out they were and he was just lying about it. <laughs> I promise my balls. You were saying it's not not called for because now you have a vivid image of Peter Molyneux's balls. That's a big part head. of it, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. It's going to change the game industry forever. My balls. My balls. My balls. Look, my I introduce balls. you to my balls. My balls. Oh, you can swing them to the left. <laughs> they love you. <laughs> my ball hangs a little bit low to my left. <laughs> One of my balls could die. I'll never come back. <laughs> uh, how you treat my balls will impact the rest of the game world oh. intrinsically. <laughs> Moving on, please move on. You can shave my balls. You can tickle them. <laughs> they love. All right. <laughs> I can talk about you balls, balls for a long time, but what I'd rather talk about, I know there's nothing I'd rather talk about right now than Peter Molyneux's balls. Is that in the fucking app store? Because I might. Upgraded. There's a free. It is probably if you're running Windows 8, you could probably get it right now. Really? Okay. Um, but I believe Game Loft put out a free-to-play Uno game. Really? Yeah. How did I not know about this? I really love Uno. Uno's yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. It's 360 Uno is like genuinely oh, one of my favorite yeah. video game memories ever. Yep. Yes. Like the early days of the Xbox Live Vision camera. Yeah. yeah. And the stupidity. Yeah, what oh, man. it's such an amazing yep. fucking use of all of that technology. Yep, yep. one of like my, hanging out playing Uno. One of my first games I played against a masturbating Spider-Man. That's a really good full outfit. Yeah, I I know we've probably said it on this podcast nine or ten times over the years since it happened. Yes. But uh, this is a constant refrain with us. But the I, the time that I played late at night and saw like two Canadians on a couch doing just a mountain of cocaine. <laughs> While talking Man. to another Canadian dude about getting more cocaine or like, hey, you want to come over? It's like a guy and a girl, and the girl was just fucking out of it and just like laying there, sle- very sleazy looking scene. <laughs> And then the guy was like, yeah, why don't you come over, man? And then they realized that, like, I was sitting there in the game watching them, and then they, everyone ghosted. Uh, like, I had my camera pointed at the ceiling, 
in that particular case. So they never got a look at me, but the, yeah, it's just like a story. The story developed a much harder edge than I expected it to. Mm. Like I thought, I expected the the typical bong rip element. No, which was like just, that's all. A, a coffee table with like a lot of fucking coke like, on like it. Big old giant bong rips is all fun and games, you know. But once once people are doing fat rails, all of a sudden, yeah, it's like, this is the sudden, transition from speedy. soft drugs to hard ones. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute, this is the future. That's a schedule two substance. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah. Um, Uno, it's pretty good. Yep. Uno is great. Hopefully, Rise of the Tomb Raider will be just as great. I wish that all of the subsequent releases of Uno had like the Project Gotham Racing deck in it and the anniversary deck and like all their weird oh, right. rules yeah. that those yeah. came with. Yeah. Street Fighter card back. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Project Gotham didn't like rev an engine every time you yep. dealt the card. <laughs> totally God did. damn it! it fucking awesome. And. Uh, uh. <laughs> And when it was it when when the anniversary pack was played, it was like the twentieth anniversary or something, or fortieth. Yeah, 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 yeah. So whenever a four or a zero got played, fucking just like, it would and party noises. Yeah, it was would like happen. confetti or something, right? And, yeah, so and you were like, like a lot of cheers, like yeah. yeah. It was like you were having a party, yeah, but totally. you weren't. You were sitting in front of an Xbox with three other people who were doing the same. Yeah, and that was like a party. Is there any reason that couldn't be played right now? No, no. Uh, we're still up. Uh, it should, it should, should, should work. Fine, like yeah. the camera should work, right? Yeah, the camera should work. Yes. Okay. 